decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You yeah. can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh, no, Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the Colin Show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. You were telling me you may have passed away. Are you Are you coming to Am us? I'm actually a- dead right now. I'm a I'm just a ghost of myself. <laughs> so the, Man, I love the Discord server so much. I would not have known about this guy that doxed me, except I just saw it in the Discord server. Oh, this uh, uh, Daniel Hill of the Riverfront Times? Yeah, this fucking faggot. This man beard douchebag. I, I just want to kick him in the nuts. But this guy that doxed my family in the Riverfront Times. That's right. Like, this know, is show four history. Four years ago. Yeah. Show history. Four years ago. I saw in the Discord server like some new news with Daniel Hill. And so I Googled it. He got fired from the Riverfront Times because of coronavirus, presumably, and then just straight up refused to stop working. <laughs> so he's just like still publishing in the Riverfront Times, but they haven't revoked his his uh, credentials to post or anything like well, that. Why would they care? He's I guess it's it free, free work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, that is hmm. so sad. Like who fared better in this? You son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, well, if people don't recall, this was a guy at a, this weird St. Louis paper called the Riverfront Times who ran this hit piece on Blonde back. At, this must have been like 2017. No, it was October 2016. Oh, my God. So really long time ago. And he yeah. out he he doxed your family as part of his tirade. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, what goes around comes around, I guess. Good luck, Daniel Hill. Now, if he could only get hit by a car, then maybe <laughs> defensively. Uh, Susan. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, this uh, this will be the last call-in show for two weeks. We'll be back uh, on Sunday the 25th, and then we should resume the call-in show on Wednesday the 28th. Uh, wedding is coming up for me on Saturday, so taking a little bit of time off. Very excited. All the pieces are coming into place, and everything is looking good if the weather will just cooperate. But uh, thanks for bearing with a little bit of time Snow away. Snow in there? Snow is possible. Right. Snow is possible for Saturday. It's in play. But the call-in show will go on as normal tonight. If you are new, if this is your first time hanging out here, if you'd like to participate, uh, the way it works is there's a link to the Discord server in the uh, video description on YouTube. Hop in the Discord server 10 minutes before live. It opens up. Put your name in the roll call. I uh, There's a 10-minute window. I randomize uh, all of our callers, and then we take our callers in random order. Try to t- keep your call to a two or three minute limit as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. We'll check in with Super Chat every half hour. And uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, do send us an email. It looks like we got a lot of emails to get through at the end of the show tonight. Uh, that's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put call in show question in the subject line. All right. Anything else before we hop into the calls? No difficult questions. I'm so tired. <laughs> be kind to us. Be kind to us. I got into I the seat with like a minute to spare tonight, too. I was like, oh, driving home, hurrying. Uh, oh. Luckily, I was not late. Brother Rorschach is up first. Yo, I was going to accuse Dangerous Spaces of cheating me because I've been bottom five, five weeks in a row until tonight. I so. think Red Falcor is the biggest cheater, personally. Yep. He was, uh, he was down there with me a couple weeks ago. Hmm. So, you know, maybe not. 
So down there with you, being a bottom. Yep. Yeah, you know how it goes. Just like you said, blonde. <laughs> so let's talk about Starry Decisis, kids, because okay. we're hearing a lot about it, and not a lot of people seem to understand what it means. And yes, I am looking at you, Democrats. Um, I don't think you get it, and you're kind of dumb. Um, do you want to? It's a it's a Latin term that the court uses, of course. Do you want to explain it for people who might not be familiar with that yeah. term? So I'm going to actually explain what it is because not a lot of people are understanding what it actually is. Okay, so um, so there are certain. So the reason they're asking Amy Coney Barrett about this, um, people who watch Viva Fry will know that uh, Robert Barnes wasn't a fan of her because he thought her Starry Decisis work was um, middle of the road and uninspiring. Um, so maybe he'll eat his words now that apparently it's running the Democrats up a wall. Hmm. Um, so Starry Decisis is a common law structure um, that tells us that precedent is incredibly important. Um, so we talk a lot about, Matt specifically talks a lot about um, Justice Roberts um, deciding things in with precedent rather than with what he thinks the correct understanding of the constitution is mm -hmm. um and i'm sure matt and blonde have heard this but people who haven't been listening to the hearings will not have heard this amy coney barrett has a quote in one of her pieces from um i believe it was from what i understand 2013 uh, before she was on the court where she argues that the opposite at it ought to be true, that if a precedent clearly disagrees with what a Supreme Court justice believes, the Supreme Court justice ought to decide for what a clear her clear originalist understanding of the Constitution says. Um, that's not a quote, but it is a plain language paraphrase. Sure. Um, so the stare decisis um, basically makes any case that is happening where the side that is arguing with precedent they they basically they have a home court exam home court advantage um so you have to prove um you have to prove if you're the dissent if you're the side arguing against the precedent why that precedent is wrong and why the constitution sides with you. Mm -hmm. um, so Justice J Judge Barrett, um, from from what I understand from, I haven't been able to find a lot of what she was, um, uh, that writing, or I was, but I was not able to understand it very well because um, I'm not a genius, which clearly <laughs> she is. Side note, if anybody has a doubt about her being an absolute genius, or whether or not the Ann Coulter, Michelle Malkin rules apply to her. Uh, every <laughs> correction on a legal detail in any countless case, she's pulling from her mind yeah. Um, yeah. on the spot. Did, did you see her First Amendment moment real quick to, to touch on that? No, go so ahead. I love that, that they on Twitter they were trying to slam her as an idiot who doesn't understand the law. Because Ben Sass oh, asked her what the five that. protections yeah, of the first she five rights. The fifth one. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she forgot. He asked her what one. the five rights protected under the First Amendment are, and she named four of the five, and then sort of spaced on the fifth, the fifth for one. like five seconds before he reminded her. And they're acting like she 
she doesn't, doesn't understand know. the Constitution or the First Amendment. It was all over Twitter. Right. It was trending. Like, she's an idiot who's unqualified. Those were the tweets. Dude, she'd been in hearings all day. Yeah, yeah hours and her, hours with these jackasses. Hirono yeah. has Hirono has three binders in front of her accounted at one point, and she was more informed about Hirono on random cases that she hasn't sat on. Yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, okay. I so, mean, but to return to Starry Decisis. Uh, so what's your what's your general take what's your conclusion here so um so basically judge barrett has this um opinion about stare decisis that she thinks it should be weaker um than it is Mm -hmm. at the supreme court level um and that scares democrats a lot because democrats are really happy with the last couple years and by couple years i mean in the grand scheme of things so i mean the last um 15 years or so of uh, supreme court cases they're really happy with how those have been going um and that's why they don't hate justice roberts um because they pretend not to hate him they'll hate him the second he steps out of line though yeah right <laughs> um and because one of those things specifically that uh, that was that moment that um, I don't know if Matt talked about in his video or not because I don't remember it really well. Sorry, Matt. Um, the moment where Justice, or not Justice, Senator Klobuchar asked Barrett several times about several cases whether they were quote super precedent. Right. Yeah, I didn't talk about that segment. Okay, but I did see and it. And she she basically said, if you keep asking about cases that aren't on the list of six i'm going to keep giving the same answer (laughs) is what she is a paraphrase of what she said if you can if you've watched all or you know a significant number of hours of the hearing you can start to understand where her um passive aggressive um insults are and it's kind of hilarious you're talking about klobuchar or you're talking about no uh barrett's like passive aggressive uh tone has kind of Hmm. come out over time and it's kind of funny which that was one of those moments where she's like um, I noticed yesterday, at, right after Feinstein, so the first Democrat senator, um, Cornyn asked her about a principle rather than a case, and she said, that's not a hypothetical, so I will be happy to answer that question, was the first thing Good out of her. her mouth. So she she's like very um, politely, I wish she was a little meaner, but she's very politely taking shots at Democrats. So, But they're very concerned because she seems to think that if the cases are not in the constitution um clearly that star decisis should not apply to them especially if especially in constitutional cases um not statutory cases necessarily because the statute uh you have to consider congress but yeah. in constitutional cases she seems to think star decisis should have a much weaker say right um, yeah which they're specifically worried about because of roe um she has She's very ob- she's obviously pro-life. She can't say that now, um, which she's mentioned over and over again. She hasn't signed or made sure. any policy statement. We're gonna have on to wrap Roe this up abortion. real quick, man. Okay. Since she became a judge. But um they are worried about it because of this November 10th case. Um so what this comes down to is the Democrats are worried that Barrett will be okay with overturning precedent or dissenting on precedent. And her writing is, I mean, just something of a a powerhouse force, um, which Scalia was known for changing minds in the country and dissents. Um, so that's actually what they're worried about. So when everybody hears them talking about stare decisis, that's what they mean. 
they basically want her to do the Roberts and disagree with herself. Sure. Even if it's very obviously against the Constitution. All right. Well, thank you for the call, man. Have a good night. Yeah. Have you uh, have you tuned into the hearings at all? Yeah, a little bit. Well, what are your general impressions? I mean, she seems smart and capable, but she's still a careerist. So, uh, yeah, no women, no women ever <laughs> in any politics. Sorry, ACB included. Uh, what do you want from me? I think she's doing it. I think she's doing a great job. Uh, personally, she's doing yeah, better fine, than whatever. better than I <laughs> better than I expected, to be honest. Um, I, she's yeah. I mean, they've kind of. Um, this seems like a softball compared to Kavanaugh. So I that's feel my like surprise. That's my it's real gonna be surprise. More women because of this, which I don't like that either. Why so. is, is that? Why is that why the Democrats are kind of backing off? Is that why they don't have a big play here? They have a big play because they don't want to uh, appear like they're attacking a well-rounded woman Maybe. right before the election. They, they know but, they've lost this one and they want to mobilize their efforts for the election. Just f- from their perspective, swapping Kavanaugh for Kennedy is so much less consequential than swapping Barrett for Ginsburg. And they're yeah. laying down for this one. But well, maybe, what are they going to do? Maybe that's because they botched the last one so badly. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm, 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 I'm cautious because I think that they have something. There's just no way that they're going to let this slide. I, I'm just... I feel it in my bones. Like they've no, got she's something. In. It's <sighs> fine. Maybe. All right. Let's talk to uh, our favorite cheater, Red Falcor. Mr. Uh, Red Falcor. Hey, I didn't hear the beginning, so I don't know if I got accused of cheating. Yeah, you again cheat. Or I not. know you, you you cheat every <laughs> single night, but you're back again. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually not like uh, hacking your system or any way or, or anything like that. I just happen to be clever. Hmm. Uh, but I did notice also that, um, a ratchet Republican, uh, gets in every, uh, almost every single That's week. True. As well. He's and on a multi-week streak. Yeah. And, and, and the only reason he's not on the roll call tonight, uh, the, the, that I can tell is because he didn't uh, hop into the roll call. Uh, and I also know that he's the newest celebrity of the show, and I'm just wondering how do I become uh, a celebrity of the show? Again? Oh, I think I think that you are. I mean, we have a lot of um, a lot of characters for sure. I yeah. think Ratchet yeah. Republican just came in out of nowhere and had this high energy, interesting, interesting. I don't know character about him he that does. people really resonated with, especially at a time yeah. where I think. I think it's fair to say that Blonde and I both are about as um, pessimistic about the state of the country as we have been in the four years of doing Ever. this. Yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. And, and b- believe it or not, I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but up until 2018, uh, I was a hardcore uh, dyed-in-the-wool uh, Democrat. Really? Uh, really? I've, I've f- voted Hillary Clinton in the 2016 ah. uh, election. And I, I remember going home for Christmas in t- t- 2017, and my parents were watching f- f- Fox News, and I was basically yelling at the screen. <laughs> and then in t- t- 2018, I went home for Christmas, and my parents were watching Fox News, and I was like, yeah, all this uh, makes a lot of sense to me now. Uh, and and it invo- involved us... Uh, s- and several things with the Democrats being uh, hypocrites, like hmm. t- t- talking about the evils of uh, body shaming and then erecting a gigantic naked statue of Trump in uh, New York or uh, wherever that was. Is but that what switched uh, you? Was hypocrisy and body shaming? Part of it, yeah. Really? And then also, you know, my fr- 
her friend from kindergarten is like a, a anarcho-capitalist type, huh. and he um, uh, pointed out all. You know, he kept sending me videos of Antifa being Antifa and saying, "What do you think?" And uh, after a while, I was like, "Yeah, this is." pretty hard to defend mm -hmm. and then then i stumbled across a video of stefan molyneux talking about uh the second amendment mm. and that was the f f uh the one of the things that really began to kind of turn me around um and uh i was you know i grew up in portland oregon that's right uh, i was I there forgot. for 27 oh, years yeah. Yeah. uh i've i've only lived in la for about seven years or so um, but I, uh, I am a full convert almost to the point where I'm, I'm st st starting to get on board with, um, with Blonde's theocratic uh, <laughs> dictatorship, yeah. uh, because it is, it is cr cr crazy. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not what I would call like a supernaturalist Christian. I don't believe in that side of things, Sure, but it's really hard to deny when the logic of progressives breaks down, when these so-called atheists are com completely unreasonable and unscientific, and I'm I, I'm thinking, well, uh, it's qu quite possible that the Christians have something figured out here. Yeah. yeah. So we got to let you go, man. But yeah, I, I feel like yeah, I'm on a similar a, journey where well, it seems like those most critical of faith, in fact, are hyper-religious in many of their perspectives. It's a, yep. it's a bizarre time. Yeah. One, one more quick item. Uh, Biggie Big Balls is at the bottom <laughs> of the roll call tonight, and yeah. he wanted to mention that uh, he'd like the people of Illinois to step up and help uh, the population uh, get guns because you never know when the boog will strike, I guess. And he's having to w wait a half a year. Yeah, to get a FOID for card his or FOID. What? Oh my god. Yeah, application FOID application. Yeah. That's right. Got it. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you, man. Yeah. If yeah, uh, thank you so much. If people aren't familiar, the FOID in Illinois is, is more or less a license to buy a gun, as far as I understand. Uh yeah. If you have to wait a half a year to get a license to exercise your rights, it's not it's not a right. Let's just be honest about that. I know. Juggernaut is up next, but uh, I don't know if I have Juggernaut. Oh, wait, no, here's Juggernaut. Juggernaut, you there? Let him hang out a minute, and then For the Republic is up after that. For the Republic. What's up? Oh, there you go. Yeah, go for it. I can actually hear you guys. That's crazy. Great. What's I was on just in the waiting room, and I couldn't hear any of the people. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, what's on your mind? Uh, I can't hear Blonde if she's saying anything. I am not. Can you hear me now? But uh, oh, I guess you guys, you guys maybe COVID don't have a connection. Seen, All right, but I can hear you just fine. It's pretty much useless. Um. Okay. Well, what's on your mind? I can yeah. hear you just fine. The stream can as well. I was going to talk about how COVID and everything we've done is pretty much useless. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> the masks don't work. I haven't seen any evidence that they work. Social distancing doesn't work. I've seen no evidence that it works. Lockdowns are counterproductive. They probably killed more people than not. Uh, Did you? Well, there's two things on that front. I assume you saw WHO come out and say uh, locked. We, we at least have to be more careful about lockdowns if they're not anti-lockdown. And then oh, the other piece was some self-reported data, I believe, from the CDC 
that shows that the vast majority of people contracting coronavirus wear masks 100% of the time without exception. Doesn't mean that <laughs> masks are totally ineffective, I suppose, but it does show that they uh, are not the cure all that many believe them to be. Yeah, and there was also a study that showed that uh, surgeons wearing face masks uh, contracted infections on their patients. They were working on about three percent more than the pa- than surgeons not wearing them. Wow. I don't know what it what's up with them. I saw. I also saw some really? face mask in the spread of disease. I also saw some CDC data shared by uh, our friend Frank over at Quite Frankly, and I haven't vetted it for myself, so I'm taking this on his word. But, you know, he's, he's a credible guy in my judgment. Anyway, according to because the, the big question has been, what are the what are the excess deaths going to be at the end of the year? When we look at all deaths in 2020, are we going to be higher than normal or lower than normal? This projection that he was sharing purportedly from the CDC showed a lower per capita death rate in 2020 compared to the last three or four years. Now, that, again, take that with a grain of salt. I haven't vetted that for myself. But if we get through this yeah. year and it's a lower per capita death rate all causes uh yeah. we've been duped we've been conned duped. I hear you now blonde oh well oh, there you go Great. hello wow um any uh Not any closing that, thoughts from you the masks uh, your immune system your opinion like your attitude towards the sickness does matter there's the placebo effect of course but mm-hmm. other than that like causing fear causes stress causing stress lowers your immune system by a lot actually and that could cause you to get killed by COVID where it wouldn't be. And also PCR testing is at 40. It's I don't remember what it's, what 40 meant specifically. But basically only 3% of everyone tested if the PCR testing is at the PCR rate is at 40. What's the I'm not familiar with that metric. What's the PCR rate or PCR testing? What's so that? there's there's a measure you can measure someone's sickness with the device. I don't remember what it's called. I'm sorry. I should have looked at it. But it's it's got a rating called PCR rate. I think uh, you can look up. Oh, it's PCR like maybe the viral content or the viral load or what? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So we in the U.S. we're measuring at forty, which is extremely high, hmm. like really high. And and a European study found that only about three percent of people tested at forty uh, forty PCR actually can spread the disease, which is insane hmm. to think about. Yeah. Well, I just if it if we get to the end of this year and into 2021 and all of this information becomes more clear than some of it already is, will we have the good sense to wise up and admit that we were conned and admit that we were duped? You know, we won't. We'll, We've gone too deep into this. Who's going to be like, I was wrong. Well, and that's the thing that's, that we have people who even in the face of the evidence want to double down and say, no, no, this actually is the craziest, deadliest thing ever. And they have to find new ways to measure it, to make it deadly, to make it the craziest pandemic we've ever seen rather than this should be good news. Everything you should be saying should be good news. Instead, we have to cover our tracks to make it seem so much more heinous than it actually was. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, thank you for the insight, man. Appreciate it. Problem. See you later. Yeah. Bye bye. God, 2020. uh, Well, in the future, when we tell our kids about 2020, That'll be a hell of a time <laughs> for the Republic. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's on your mind? Well, first off, uh, congratulations, Matt. Oh, thank you. I, uh, I wish you and Ping too the very best. <laughs> Appreciate and, it. And uh, don't feel don't feel guilty at all about taking off some very well deserved time off. I certainly don't. Um, but I'm such a creature of habit that 
I love doing what we do on Sundays. I love doing what I do on my own during the week. And so to step away from that, even with very good reason, feels sort of weird for me. Weird, the other yeah. thing that um, does bum me out, of course, we had planned to get married earlier in the year originally, but just the way the timing with the venue worked out, this is the this was the opportunity that was available for us. And with everything that's going on with the election and Amy Coney Barrett, I hate to step away for a week or so now. Who knows what's going to be happening? I know because it's it's like, well, I always love doing this, but it seems particularly important to be on top of doing this now. But, you know, life life goes on. You have to you have to live life, too. So I appreciate the uh, congratulations, though. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So I think one of our main problems as a nation stems from our just utterly abysmal civics education. Yeah. I mean, how old were you guys when you actually understood the concept that states were sovereign nations in and of their own right? Oh, I was an adult. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was too. I mean, and it was happens every time we get close to an election, you know, you always see people talk about how, uh, how unequal all the votes are or how uh you know a vote in California isn't worth as much as a vote from Iowa or et cetera. Right. They just don't understand why that is. And they just see it as unfair to them and it just makes a mess of things. Yeah. Or I... even Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say or even even uh for non presidential elections, you know, you see you know, when we're uh, fighting over Senate seats, because I mean, you see these stupid maps that show up and it's got like 25 states highlighted that that whose uh, total population equals that of California. Yes. And then you got these people complaining that ah, these 25 states have 50 senators and California only has two, even though they have the same population. Right. Yeah. I mean, how how do you argue with people who can't even understand the basic concept of why we have a bicameral legislature? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I, it, it does baffle me that it's a difficult argument to make the case to people. It's difficult to people to buy the case or the argument that you should have maximum control over your own life and your own community and your own state. And the entire structure is built so that you have maximum control over your little area, your neighborhood, your city, your county, your state. And really power should be ordered in in that uh, in that order it, it should be yeah. structured according to that hierarchy that is to say the most control of your life should really be like your neighborhood your city your state and for the yeah. federal government should be way down the line now why why that got inverted and why people look to the federal government first to solve any problem before them i, I don't know how that happened and i don't know why it's a tough sell to, to try to tell people uh, things would be better if you had maximized control of your life. I think the only explanation I have for why that is, is because what's the key ingredient in improving your life in that case, personal responsibility. And yeah. that's, that, that is a tough sell now. <laughs> it just is personal responsibility means taking action yourself means taking control of your own life. And it means being accountable when things are shit. And I yeah. think people love pointing fingers way more than they love actually doing constructive things. Yeah, we've uh, we've clearly gone the wrong way in many regards. I mean, who the president is shouldn't actually matter, right? In the grand scheme, who your governor is should matter. Should matter so much more. But no, and one nobody cares about really. That no, no one cares, right? Yeah. What well, I've seen statistics can... on people who 
like the, the amount of people who can even name their local representatives, like your your representative in your state uh, legislature or your state uh, your state senate or your state house or your governor or anybody else, any politician who's actually close to you and theoretically accessible versus the president of the United States. Yeah, it's 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 all backwards, and I think uh, we we wouldn't be in this mess if we actually were sticking to the system that we were supposed to. Hmm. But. Yeah. Well, I see that uh, my two minutes is up, so yeah. Thank I you. I will catch you guys later. Appreciate Take it. Take one more call before the bottom of the hour. Like, uh, for instance, uh, a, a dentist running for state office to represent my my state legislative district just came by the other day to talk to us. You know, knock on our door and talk to us, and she was really nice, and I thought that was really cool. You yeah. Know, to, to just to have the actual slow candidate. turnover of voters, though. I mean, yeah. how many times are you gonna have to do that before? Yeah, I suppose, but I just thought, man, this is cool that like a politician who represents me in the state, somebody who I could call up and talk to, that's that's where the real power should be. I should yeah. be able to text this lady and be like, this is bullshit. Let's fix it in the state legislature. I don't have to go to yeah, Donald but, Trump. Anyway. It's ridiculous. It's not like he can enact change anyway. Well, in a proper structure, they probably could. But these days, yeah, it's uh, not, not as easy as it should be. Um, El Vaquero is up next. Keep me help. Keep me on the clock. I'm doing terrible with time tonight. Me though. too. Sorry. Elva Carroll, you there? Well, I'm here. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, doing all okay. right. I saw you had a successful hunt. Congratulations. Yes. In fact, I was going to say, do you want to talk about hunting or do you want to talk about uh, changes I'd make to the Constitution? And she'd make too. I, I like both of those topics. Um, hunting is not <laughs> a skill I have any familiarity with. I've never actually hunted in my life, but it's something Aww. that I would like to know how to do. So okay. I, I lean hunting, but Blonde, what do you think? Uh, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. So... The picture that I sent you, that I didn't have the tag for that, Oryx. It was a mobi mobility impaired hunt. Mm. And that was on the White Sands Missile Range, which means all sorts of res uh, restrictions. And so the, the older guy next to me was the one who'd shot it. He took a three fifty seven Magnum to the leg when he was younger. That's why he's <laughs> mobility impaired. But yeah, we they didn't let us start hunting until noon. And that was that picture was probably taken at 5 p.m., and uh, so one of the things with that is there was a whole bunch of Oryx sign in there. And for your listeners, uh, it's a Gimsbach Oryx, which were imported into New Mexico in the 1960s for hunting. Uh, they're an African antelope. So he hit it double lungs with the 300 wind mag, and it still made it a half mile wow. before it went down. And uh, there was a whole bunch of Oryx sign in there. So here's one of the things uh, with, with hunting, Matt, and you actually have to learn how to track Yeah. because you, you would think, oh, I know it's within a quarter mile radius. That's a lot to search when you have an animal laying down sure. in the bushes. So I went through and went back and forth the last thicket I'd seen him in and uh, <clears throat> found a drop of blood. And then we started tracking based on blood that way. Um, because, like I said, there was probably a hundred other Oryx tracks that were fresh. Mm. Um, but the other thing is, is now I have an Oryx hunt that starts on November 1st. Uh, I can send you where I'm going to be hunting if if you're interested. It's sure. it's actually kind of a cool place. It's called the Hornada del Muerto Shield Volcano. Mm. And Hornada del Muerto means journey of death. 
and I've been in there hunting oryx in the summer. Journey of death. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I know why they call it that, man. I, I almost had heat stroke on that hunt because oh. we had to. We had to. So I'll tell your listeners: if you need penetration on an animal, do not use Hornaday's ELDXs because I shot that one three years ago in the shoulder. And the bullet grenaded on that shoulder and didn't penetrate to the vitals. So I had to track him for three miles in the middle oh. of summer, in the middle of July in these black lava flows. I mean, See, that, was, that's oh, the God. stuff that uh, like elk hunting is big around here. And I wanted to get into elk yeah. hunting because I think elk is really good, too, just in addition to the um, just the hunt itself. But I, I, I think elk is uh, is good food anyway. Yeah. Um, but but just the work. The work of well, of yeah. finding that thing and getting it out of there is Don't like. Don't you kind of feel guilty too? No, not at all. Oryx are delicious. They're better than elk. I think when it came down to take the shot, you know, I, I'm I'm sure I would, uh, I'm sure I would have a little bit of the feels, but yeah, part of part of it is taking an ethical shot too. Well, I haven't purchased ground beef for six years because I've been so successful hunting. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah, and also where I'm going to be hunting oryx, I have the whole month. I also drew a deer tag for that same unit, and then I have an elk hunt in December. So I pissed everybody off for drawing for all yeah. my hunts. Well, and the ethics of but, it are interesting to me too. Like, what the is it is it more ethical to eat a Big Mac from a cow that lived at a you know that lived in a confined environment and went to a disgusting slaughterhouse than it is to um, yeah. that it is to take an elk that lived a wild life, a great life and that you harvest responsibly and ethically. I, I you know, I know it's, it's, a, it's messy and it's, you know, well, yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, it's, but, but at least, you know, the price, I suppose. And I think there's value yeah. in knowing where your food comes from and knowing what it means to take an animal like that. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, you pay so much more for, for grass fed beef, which is better for you. I mean, it has yeah. a different fat profile. And these, it's like, yeah, they're eating what they're supposed to. And, you know, like you said, I process my own game, too. So mm -hmm. I know exactly what was done to it. I uh, saw it's um, just my neighbors processing a deer in their garage oh. a few months ago, and it looked like a scene from a <laughs> horror movie. It was all uh. strung up. You know, they were doing it at night. So it was dark out, but lit lit up in their garage. And I was like, man, it, it looks like someone's being tortured. Terrible. Anyway, yeah. we got to let you go, man. But last word if you want it. Um, no, I don't have anything. Have a nice uh, evening and thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Thank you, man. You're welcome. Okay. We are due for a break over on D-Live. My D -Live. baby is freaking out downstairs. It's ripping my heart out okay. of my chest. Do you want to step aside or? Uh... Yeah, I'm going to go feed her. She's. Okay. Oh my God. She's just crying and crying. I might be right, taking be calls by the time you get back, but, uh, that, that is fine. All right. We'll catch you in a few minutes. Thank you. All right, uh, Chubby Stubby over on DLive says, Happy birthday and best wishes for a happy marriage. Well, thank you. And that's the best part about this weekend. So my wedding is on Saturday, uh, and my birthday is Sunday, October 18th, which means I will never, ever forget my anniversary. 17th and 18th of October, birthday, anniversary. Well, actually, in the reverse order, but very easy to remember. So that's a nice thing to have, too. Uh, let me see. Let me check up on Streamlabs real quick. We're actually good over there. Let me see what's going on over on YouTube. Uh, okay. 
Um, Amber says, holy shit, I made it to a live episode and I'm sober. This is weird. <laughs> well, thank you for hanging out with us tonight. And um, I guess fix that sobriety if that's uh, if that's what you're thinking. That's going to be the biggest challenge for me this weekend. You know, I want to have a really fun time. But the last thing I want to be is uh, wasted or sick or whatever at my own wedding. So the balance between uh, correct or good amount of drinking versus being sloppy and being sick. It's going to be a very tricky balance. Uh, so we'll see. Mail Order Bride says, My hubby and I will be celebrating our 20th wedding anniversary, 28 together in a little over a month. Congratulations on your upcoming nuptials, Matt, and best wishes in that wonderful journey. Well, congratulations to you guys as well. 28 together and 20 married is, uh, is a feat. And certainly I uh, hope and expect to get there one day. And uh, all the best to you and your husband as well. Laurel says, I sent you, uh, sent you, Matt, and Ping to a wedding gift, but they wouldn't deliver it to a P.O. box, so I sent it to myself first, then resent to you. <laughs> Should be waiting when you get uh, back from your honeymoon. Well, that's very kind of you, Laurel. Um, and if you have trouble shipping, get in touch with me. We could probably figure something out. I appreciate that very much. And uh, I will keep an eye on that uh i assume it's going to the p.o box so i'll keep an eye on that once we get back from the wedding this weekend greg olson says i live in western chicago suburbs and many of my fellow christians here and christians from around the country think we christians who vote trump are hurting our christian witness to both non-christians what do you both say um that's kind of a difficult answer for me to uh, or difficult question for me to answer because i don't necessarily I mean, I'm not I'm not a member of any particular denomination or any partic particular faith. So do I think that you are hurting the image of Christians or uh, anything like that by voting Trump? No, not necessarily. But that, I'm going to say tell you what, Greg, I'm going to put this in the list of questions for the end of the show, because maybe Blonde might be able to give you a better answer on that one uh, than I can as someone who doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily apply that label to myself at least not not currently but as we've talked about on the show you know everything's a journey uh, daniel brady says acb is clearly a boss we all agree does mc agree with anything the dems argue for or even have time for in the context of the hearing i'll be honest um i had planned on watching the hearings in full i did watch pretty much everything day one and day two today uh we had a bunch of chores and stuff to get done for the wedding but i had planned on watching it I gave up, dude. Like, these people have nothing. This, the Dem, in general, I don't have anything in common with the current Democratic Party, regardless. But in the, in the Barrett hearings, I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Like, this Sheldon Whitehouse follow the money bullshit, what is he even talking about? I do actually agree with some of the things the Democrats were saying, like, judicial activism is bad. But Blumenthal giving the weirdest case ever where judicial activism is bad, therefore we must defend Roe probably the premier judicial activist case of all time. The, the arguments were just incoherent. So they strike me as convenient rather than principled. So the areas of agreement I have are, are purely coincidental. They're convenient for Democrats, not principled. And that's what drove me nuts about listening to it. And that's why I'm kind of kind of out on the rest of the hearings. Cause you know how this is going to go that I guess Lindsey Graham said what was supposed to happen tomorrow is, is canceled. They're just going to, they're, they they did the uh, behind closed doors FBI hearing at the end of today. I think they're going to vote on this thing out of committee in the next few days. And this is going to go to the full Senate before the end of the month. So the, uh, unless there's some shock thing to come out, which 
far as I remember in the history of um, Brett Kavanaugh, isn't that how it went? Didn't he have hearings first? No, I forget the timeline because he had hearings first and then there was the Blasey Ford hearing. That was a separate thing. So tell the votes are cast. Uh, maybe there'll be some secret Amy Coney Barrett bombshell that comes out. But it seems like Democrats are surrendering, which shocks me. But it looks like she will be a, a justice as of now. Amber says, uh, Blonde, do you make an exception to the rule of women in politics with uh, Christy Nome? Uh, November, because I think she's my only exception. Also repeal the 19th. Amber also says, I'm not sure why the last one says November, but here's more money. So I don't look like a dumbass. Well, thank you. Uh, and Amber says, Matt, open invitation to come bow hunt in our backyard. We have 40 acres of trees, central Illinois with monster bucks. The hubby and I will teach you. Well, bow hunting seems like it'd probably be an, another level of skill. I've never, I've never dealt with a bow of any kind. So that would, I mean, that's, that's tracking the animal plus learning the the shooting equipment. I have no, I have no familiarity with, uh, with bows. So that'd be a whole additional skill set to develop. Um, I will circle back to your question about Christy Noem for blonde, but uh, I think she makes an exception. There's a short list of women on blondes approved list. And Christy Noem, I think is one of them. Uh, we were, we're going to take a, a brief trip. Uh, after the wedding on Saturday and take like a, a mini honeymoon and we can't really go anywhere cool because of all the coronavirus bullshit or at least anywhere far away I should say there are cool spots around here but we were talking about where we want to go because we're just going to drive somewhere uh, South Dakota is on the list <laughs> South Dakota is on the list because we know we can go there and not deal with any bullshit so um, I can't believe it. the times are such that we're sitting around plotting our honeymoon and uh, thinking about South Dakota. That's the state of the country right now. I don't, I don't say that to take shots at South Dakota. It's a neighbor state. But you just you don't think of that as a honeymoon place. Here we are. Okay, I think we're all caught up. Um, I'll refresh, but I think we're good. And I'll hop back into callers. Um, MGB also says, congrats on getting married. Been watching you for a long time and love your stuff. Keep up the great work and God bless. Well, thank you for sticking around for a long time. And, uh, of course I'm thrilled to be married for people who don't know. Uh, my, my soon to be wife is formerly, well, and currently, but she came from this audience. And so, I, I mean, I want people to know how grateful I am for having this channel and for having you guys to hang out with and talk this stuff through and try to make sense of the world. Um, it's changed my life professionally, obviously, but it's changed my life personally. This is how I found this is how I found my wife. This is how I found the future mother of my children. Everything about building this YouTube channel with you guys has changed my life for the better every single way. So I'm grateful to you guys, not only for keeping the channel afloat, but for what this channel has meant to me personally. And that's why I find it very gratifying when I when I hear stories of you guys making friends within this community or it helping you in your personal life beyond just the politics or, or the philosophy or whatever we talk about. Uh, I do want people to know how, how hugely grateful I am for helping me uh, build what, what this channel and this community has become. And I'm very humbled by your, uh, your contribution to that. So thank you, MGB. And thank you uh, everybody else hanging out with us tonight. Let's hop into more callers. Uh, JDM is up after that. Uh, or up next, I should say. Uh, JDM, you there? Howdy. How are you doing? Blonde is uh, out with baby for a minute, but uh, I am ready to talk to you if you'd like to. That is absolutely absolutely no problem. Um, have you heard the story of Eric Byrne? 
No. Let me know. Okay. Uh, so maybe I have refreshed my memory. You probably haven't. Um, this is a local Denver news story. I can provide you with a link, um, but I'm just going to sum it up for you. Mm-hmm. And it's going to, I'm, I'm going to do it as quickly as I can. So Eric Burns was wanted uh, on a felony child abuse investigation warrant by the Aurora police. Uh, APD or a police department believed Burns had assaulted his son and abused his daughter. He barricaded himself inside his house. This is September 24th, by the way, so not too long oh, ago. Oh, okay, so um, very recent. Yeah, but the article came out two days ago. Um, this is our, our local CBS here in Denver. Mm-hmm. SWAT responded to the call. Uh, they believed that there were guns in his house and that he was armed. After several hours, he released his six-year-old daughter. Uh, but he refused to give himself up. Okay. After four hours, the APD made the decision to vacate uh, entirely. Um, Burns was also wanted for a felony kidnapping warrant issued by Black Hawk Police, which is just another department near here. Um, APD was not aware of this. Uh, Aurora Police has not been able to locate Burns since the standoff. Well, wait, wait. And, you say, just so I understand, you say vacate. They yeah. left the standoff? They just bailed? Oh, yeah. They just gave up. Interesting. I wonder how common that is. I've never even heard of that. The police just give um, up on a standoff and leave? So it's actually the second time this has happened with APD. Okay. In September alone. Wow. Okay. So is this a new thing? I'm not sure. Um, I'm fairly new to the area. I moved here from Pennsylvania in March. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I came across this article and I've seen absolutely zero coverage of it. Uh, no, I've, I've not heard anywhere. of this at all. Have you blonde blonde is back by the way. No, oh, I blonde. Hello. Um, yeah. So let me read this quote from the APD members of our community and across the nation have made it very clear that they want their police department to respond differently to some incidents, particularly where there is a possibility of using serious force against a subject. And then. So honestly, the the weirdest. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm 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 still confused. He he got away. He's in custody. What happened? What was the ultimate end? This was this was a, I think at his house. Uh huh. Um, he barricaded himself in in his house, and he was armed and um was oh, abusing okay. his son and daughter. And okay, so that's the nature of why that's why he was. They were try, attempting to arrest him. It was alleged child abuse. Correct. Well, the, well, he had a warrant out for his arrest in two different police departments. But it was it was child abuse type stuff, or what were his? Uh, what was the nature the of the Aurora Police was child felony child abuse, and then uh, Blackhawk was felony kidnapping. Okay, and so the cops leave. They just leave him at his home. But then they what? tried negotiating Did... with him for uh, approximately six to eight hours and they just gave up. And what this was sexual abuse uh, d- did not specify. Mm-hmm. And what was the not outcome? That matters. I'm just curious. Did he get uh, away? The outcome, the outcome is that I, the article doesn't say if he like fled or anything because the, the police just left entirely. Um, I, I'll just I'll link the article to you uh, so you can look at it after. Um, but hmm. it, it's kind of insane. Um, presumably it's at his house. It didn't, it also didn't specify. I think it's at his house. Um, okay. so I don't know if he just, you know, held up and was like, screw you guys. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give yeah. in. Yikes. Um, and like I said, this is the second time that this has happened with different suspects. So this is, uh, uh, a different 
situation entirely than the than the first one. But this is the second time that this has happened in September uh, okay. in Aurora huh. alone. That's and a, then that's a, I guess the last thing I have to say about it is yeah. that there's a little line at the end of the article where it says CBS four has not been able to reach Eric Burns for comment, which is the suspect. Okay. Implying that he's reachable for comment. Like what they, they like tried to reach. Yeah. How would you know about that? It doesn't make any sense to me at all, but I I'd love to, I'm going to throw this in the, uh, the links channel. Yeah. So you can sure. Uh, but the pictures are kind of uh, insane. I mean, you would, you would think just on, the message it sends alone that police wouldn't want to be doing this. Or if you're city leadership, whoever's governing the police, you're telling people that if you just resist enough and fight back enough, the police will go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's definitely not setting a Ooh. good precedent for yeah. that. And then also you're seeing how the police are reacting to, I guess the, like the nationwide pushback as to people not liking the police. So they're yeah clearly afraid to do something about it. Yeah. I mean, just the signal it sends to the individual who is potentially engaged in crime. But think if you're an actual crime organization, if you are a bunch of mobsters and you have your house full of guns, uh, I mean, it seems like it's game on. You can just uh, you can have a Waco style standoff, but they won't actually burn your place down. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, (laughs) you'll get away. Yeah, I I feel like I covered what. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about this story. Yeah, uh, thanks, you guys, for everything you do, and uh, um, hope everything is well with you. Thank you, man. Have a good night. All right, you too. I got a couple of uh, questions for you, but I think I'm going to save them for our next chat break. Oh, okay. Um, well, actually, the one question from Amber was easy enough. Is Christy Nome on your uh, on your exception list to women in politics? No, no exception. I mean, no exceptions now. There are none. I thought she was on the short she list. She was she was pro immigration before all this lockdown stuff. I mean. No. Uh, what what woman besides Ann Coulter could serve better in a political capacity than being mom? <laughs> Not all these bitches are like geniuses and scientists and, and everything like that. Like you're telling me Amy Coney Barrett, Comey, Coney Barrett is the is the best choice for Supreme Court. Justice. The best choice we've got. Really? Well, I, I got to say that everything she's saying philosophically, I, I think she's expressing incredibly well. She also clearly has a very high level knowledge of not only Supreme Court uh, cases, but just applicable federal law and all the all the stuff that she's presided over, obviously. Um, There's a more unencumbered man that could do a better maybe, job than her. Maybe, but I'm yes, not. Yes, of course. Of course there is. I, 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 I got to say, based on what I've Scalia seen. We get Scalia too in here. Well, I think she is Scalia too. <laughs> Nope, she's not. She's I, a careerist and she has a bunch of kids, so she's not Scalia too. I, I everything I saw was very impressive. I can't hold her children against her. I'm not holding her children against her, but you have to choose. I mean, women have a finite amount of time. You're either good at your job or you're a good mom. You're not both. I can't, All these women I can't, that have jobs I can't like, impugn her motherhood. I can't say that she's a bad mom because she's a good something, legal it, mind. She's not, she's not creating more hours in the day. Something is suffering here. Uh, I don't, I'm and not going to say that. Her husband doesn't stay home either. Her well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that her children have a, bad, have a bad life. I mean, she's. I didn't say they have a bad or life. Or have a, I said a, that a life less good than they could. I mean, I'm just saying like, there's this, there's this concept amongst career careerist women. That's like, well, I spend quality time with my kids. Your kids don't give a shit. If you're spending quality time with them, they need the quantity of your time. They need you to be there when they fall, when they wake up in the middle of the night, 
all this little stuff. They I, don't care that you sit with them and read Charlotte's Web for one quality I just, hour. I just don't know. I don't kids know that that's older. absent. We just don't know that. That's inferred. How does she? Did she invent more time? I mean, she how, could how be she a possibly? highly talented individual. I mean, it's it's totally possible. Even if she doesn't sleep. I mean, her her I, kids are older. I think her youngest kid is like nine now or something like that. Everything I see from her looks like she's an exceptional, an exceptional individual. Yeah. I'm and just it, saying there's gotta be a man that can do a better job here. I need to be consistent. No women ever in any political position, except yeah, for ex- extremely I, I, important positions I can grant, like in the Supreme Court. I can grant trends while recognizing the exception. And I think she may be an exception. I don't know. I'm not convinced. Hmm. Well, we got to hop Coulter. Got, I would make an exception. We got to hop, hop back into the calls. Uh, Lava Hippo is up next. Lava, you're good to go if you're ready. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, I'm a first-time uh, listener to you guys. I was recommended to you guys by uh, Danny from Montana. Don't know if you know him. Danny but, Montana? Danny Montana. Oh, we know him. <laughs> he's yeah. my best friend, and uh, I kind of fed him Is he really that spicy? Right, I mean, he's, he sends us uh, some spicy chats, dude. He, he mostly memes. I mean... Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's down to earth but basically we went to antarctica and talked to the snow fairies about what's going on in 2020 and they said this was planned from the beginning this is all orchestrated like i think you guys know this right what was planned well basically the whole disease um how the elites basically released the disease through china and intentionally wanted to cause the lockdowns, like the whole economy shutting down, it was all like pre-planned. What's mm. the what's the evidence? For climate change. Oh, or like um, to- well, yeah, yeah, the climate change UN kind of agenda, where basically like it's the consolidation of power, where um, essentially you sh- shut down all the small businesses. It's just like centralization power tech. You guys are mostly familiar with this. Well, I get the, I don't doubt that it was politically maximized. I mean, that seems obvious to me that people who wanted to make political use of this definitely made political use of this. What is the evidence that it was deliberately released? Is there such evidence? Okay. Maybe, maybe I don't have direct evidence, but there's a lot of, you can, weird coincidence. Yeah. You can theorize. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just curious what the best case for deliberate release is. So Zero Hedge very early on released how it had um, HIV RNA embedded into oh, it. Oh, that's and right. Twitter I forgot took, about that. That down really quickly. So that and a bunch of a few other things suggest that it was manufactured at the very least in the Wuhan laboratory. Mm-hmm. And not to mention the connections between uh, Democrats and China. You know, Feinstein's um, driver being a Chinese spy. There's there's too many to count. But basically. Um, that's what I think it is. It's consolidation period. And the election, I think, is mostly about emotion and for show and things like that. Get everybody worked up. Um, and I think the real thing to watch out for is not the election per se, but when the dollar becomes worthless. And <laughs> yeah. Because the How long dollar is basically. But yeah, that's the good question. Yeah. Um, the Federal Reserve has like a third of all mortgage-backed securities. So mm. it's really like – and 20% of companies are like zombified where they need Federal Reserve um, money to keep afloat. So it's it's going to happen like soon, within the next 10 years at least. And so – but the thing is they they control that. They know when it's going to happen. 
but that's when everything is not going to be like fake manufactured so to speak it's so everything that's going on you know antifa is all funded it's all manufactured stuff so um when the dollar finally becomes worthless that's when i think we will actually have stuff happen like yeah all right well thank you i i always enjoy a good uh coronavirus theory yeah. session man this stuff <laughs> um I mean, you, you could sell me whatever tinfoil you want on this, to be honest. I think this everything about it is totally bizarre. Yeah, um, it's it's very, very unfortunate. And um, the one thing I would say is also, besides ammo, I know you guys are like huge in the guns. And that's not really my area, but I would say um, silver and um, mm. Bitcoin, those kinds of things, um, those... If, especially if you have free money, a lot of people are like, you know, running for money, but yeah, diversify uh, your what, assets for sure. Yeah, exactly. Don't hang on to so, cash. Yeah, well, the, the, there, there's going to be first deflation, okay, because the way the liquidity system works with the Federal Reserve is um, if they stop printing money, like in March, basically everything crashes. Hmm. And so there's not enough dollars going into the system. But so the dollar will initially spike. But after that, then the Fed will institute yield control. Mm. And so that's when they'll start printing out of control. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for the insight, man. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Just watch out for that. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. And say hi to Danny for us. Oh, will do. Thanks. Have a good night. Okay. We can take one more before a break here. Uh, Guess who is calling? Not dead. Dell. Oops. I grabbed the. Not sorry, Dylan. I grabbed the wrong guy. Not Dylan. Dell. Dell is here. Hello. What's up, man? Uh, we had a caller uh, wonder about I your. Can't wo- hear you. If you can hear me. Oh no. Ah. Uh, oh no. Well, that's a bummer. All right. Tell you what. Let me. Let me try to fix this. I'll, I'll, Dell, if you can hear me on the stream, I'll circle back to you. Uh, I'm eager to hear from Dell. People were wondering where he's been. I think it's been what months since we've heard from him. Uh, Aiden is up after that. We'll come back to Dell. Aiden, what's on your mind, man? Uh, hey, uh, I'm a liberal. A friend of mine who watches your show suggested that I call in. Sure. What uh, What's on your mind? Uh, I don't know. Just that, like basically the things that they suggested talking about were like trans rights, were stuff like guns, um, and stuff like healthcare for all. Okay. Take Take your pick. Uh, sure. Why don't we talk about uh, let's talk about trans rights then. Okay. So, like, fundamentally, do you think that like it should be legal to say fire someone because of their gender? Or I think it should be identity? legal to fire someone oh, yeah. for any reason. Yes. Or no reason at all. Why? Uh, because you should be free to associate, and your you're free to your property. You don't. Nobody else has a right to your property or your association. Sure. So you're framing this in terms of freedom. What about the person who just got laid off? Do they not face a substantial loss of freedom from the fact they don't have any income anymore? Not a freedom to which they're job. entitled. Yeah. So why don't we you change your sense of freedom then to include like the ability to get by? Because like, nobody nobody owes you that. You have to earn that. Okay. Why shouldn't we try to construct a society where generally people don't need to worry about getting fired because of something that they didn't choose? How can you if someone fired you for being conservative, you'd be totally okay with that? Are yeah, you totally? Can I force how you? How can you create a oh? How can you create a meritocracy 
uh, when you don't allow people to be fired for for any reason or no reason at all. I mean, the fact of the matter is that it's sometimes the other way. Why? It's no, it's that when you allow people to be fired because of like some bias that someone might have against them, like, oh, I'm going to fire this person because they're black. Let me put it this way. Because they're trans or whatever. Can I? Right? Can, they can't rise to the ranks to their natural challenge. Can I force you to go on a date with someone? No. Why not? Sure, because generally dates aren't the same thing as employment. Employment well, is no, you're denying like the freedom of that person to experience love. I, so love is generally not something we consider necessary to like a good life. What? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. What are you money is. Oh, oh okay. Food is. Okay. You think but money now, is more important? Okay. To can I can I force you to buy a Snickers bar right? for somebody? I. So we're talking about society wide. No, can I force you action. to buy a loaf of bread Me for doing somebody. something? It's not the same thing as society doing something, right? Society hiring blacks fairly, for example, helps them get ahead. Me You're talking about an individual employer. Okay, okay. Here's a better yeah, hypothetical. Can laws. I it's can I force every employer, you? Every individual. Is it is it biased? Is it is it racist if you have a sexual preference for a certain race? Uh, I would say generally it's not too racist, but it could promote a racist society. But what about that individual? An individual is the same thing as an individual employer. So am I not, um, by not granting somebody the right to sex, isn't that something that they need to? Sure. So the goal is not to eliminate discrimination in every field directly. It's to eliminate it indirectly. When we allow, when we force employers to hire people, say, of all races, for example, equally, we ensure that they tend to rise to the same class. Why, why sure is employer a separate associate? And then you won't need to worry about Listen, the bedroom you... anymore because then it will be racially equal. Okay. Listen, why is employer a special relationship in which you get to dictate to other people with whom they must associate or not? What is the distinction that makes employer different from friend, boyfriend, family member, whatever? Sure, because those things, while they are like useful, are not the means of sustenance for people's lives. You sure, spend a sure third of your are. life or more at work. You get sure all of your money or almost all of your money from work. Okay. In a <laughs> and moreover, state action wouldn't be effective in the family context. It is in the employer context. Well, that, you're we making a practicality argument instead of a principled argument. This is just stuff you like versus stuff both. you don't. <laughs> I made both. It's one is that it wouldn't work, no, you, no. and two is that like they're fundamentally different categories. Okay, but you think it would work to for you think it would work to force people to employ people for arbitrary reasons? It's not for arbitrary reasons. It's that you can't of fire them for arbitrary reasons, say based on race. You, you can fire them for other arbitrary. Can I force reasons. people? Can I force Most an employer to, to hire black people? Can I force Target to hire black people? So it's not about hiring. It's about firing. What's the distinction? Particular. They need the now, job to do well, as you said. We actually literally already have laws that you aren't allowed to discriminate in hiring. And so I do think both should be racially neutral, but, but, but it's harder to prove. Here's, your, here's your practicality argument. When are people yes. ever prosecuted State for... Listen, are you going to let us talk or are you just going to keep talking? Oh my God, everybody fuck off. All right, get out of here. Yeah, dude, we'll see you later, man. Oh my God. So just, if I just talk loudly and I just, if I just use a lot of high vocabulary words that everybody's going to agree with me. No, dude, you're not making a principled argument. You can't force no, people to associate. I don't care. I don't want to talk to anybody that has a cadence just, or Jesus a pitch of voice like that. Holy shit. Uh, it's just, it's just so disrespectful too. Like I'm just going to go in and just yally. I can help. Anyway. I'm tired and I don't feel good. The, the Rona's got me. I, I, we're, I have we're no due patience for, a break. for this. We're due for a All break. right, you said you had another question for me that we were going to ask. Oh, yeah. Sorry, was it Laurel? Uh, Where were we? Let's see. 
I put one. Oh, there, it was actually from Greg. I live in the Western Chicago suburbs and many of my fellow Christians here and Christians from around the country think we Christians who vote for Trump are hurting our Christian witness to non-Christians. What do you both say? Many of my fellow Christians here and Christians around the think we're why? I don't even understand why. Does voting for Trump hurt your image as a Christian? Is, is, is how I understand that question. No, that's dumb. Christians that vote for Biden just confuse me. <laughs> but he's Catholic. Yeah. Uh, sort of. So Nancy Pelosi is Catholic also, and she eats babies. So um, I don't know. I don't even can't even wrap my head around this question. Is it because you live in sh- Chicago? Is that it? Is that all these people are, are being dumb? I don't know. I don't know. I think that he's the the more Christian candidate. As odd as that is, even though he has a as lot of yeah. non-Christian traits. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't I don't think true. that I don't think the alternative is a better Christian image. Let's put it that way. That's yeah. it. I'm not I don't consider myself a, a Christian necessarily. Was that the last one you read? Uh, that was just uh, no, that's not the last one I read, but that was one that was uh, for your attention. Who should I go start on? Let's see. Uh, I left off on MGB. Uh, So Jason Bolt is up next. Uh, Yeah, Matt, Devil's Tower and then the Black... Go to Devil's Tower and then the Black Hills. We were talking about honeymooning in South Dakota. (laughs) That might be an actual thing. Yeah, that'd be fun. Terrence Terrence Hancock. Uh, The Black Hills are great. Try the bagel breakfast sandwich at Calamity Jane's and Custer and Deadwood has more adult fun, so I hear we welcome you. Mm. Um. Amber says, oh, I just wanted you guys to know I rewatched episode zero. I watched it in real time originally. God, it was cringe gold. <laughs> well, you got to uh, come from somewhere. I mean, that's yeah, that's yeah, the great thing. Somewhere. You want to look back at old stuff and think like, wow, that was crap. <laughs> that's really bad. Yeah. I'm so offended. Just gave us an angry face. I understand. Oh, well, thank you. I'm in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't read this. That's why I'm voting for Joe Spicy Sniffer Biden and the presidential candidate Kamala. I can't breathe. I'm speaking Harris. I can read that. Mm. Uh, thank you, Quantum Football. How would Judge Barrett rule on who or what is the true epitome of Michael Schlecht's yarmulke? Good pronunciation. Top tier. I did them all. Star Scream 1540. Um, if Margaret Thatcher was an American, would Blonde vote for her? Um, no. I- Mm. sorry uh no not even margaret thatcher huh ryan Haas, i'm absolutely head over heels in love with your content matt blonde's old content is top notch too it is old now isn't it i've made a video in eight months thanks for the consistency and i hope your wedding goes great i feel like i miss somebody oh laurel so. about my instagram i was going to mention that oh you already read that one i got on blunt oh, no i missed because- that one i must have oh okay so, so laurel Maybe said i, I got on blunt's instagram which is um blonde underscore beast one I was expecting super paced posts. Instead, I got old school social media, babies, dogs, <laughs> and dinner. Lots and lots of dinner pics. Yeah, I just post pictures of my cooking and me breastfeeding yeah. and stuff. It's really like low key mom content. Um, did we miss other ones? In there? I think I just missed this one from Amber. You won't have much time to drink at your wedding. Don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> now, if you do an after party, that's where it gets crazy. Yeah, we will. And, um, and what I was for context, what context, what I was talking about was having a fun time at the wedding without getting sloppy or sick, which is going to be a delicate balance. 
It is. It's always a delicate balance, yeah. isn't it? Um, Cobra Commander, how do I prevent my channel from being banned? Is you walk a fine, fine line and you dog whistle about Chris Wallace's face instead of saying what you're actually thinking. <laughs> Apparently you just host blonde. I don't know. I, like <laughs> if this is it, her channels demonetized, like, mm-hmm. you know, but you can come and say whatever you want on my channel and it'll be super chatted into infinity. I, who knows? I don't know. I, I, I truly don't know what the balance is here. I wish I could tell you Cobra because I have no idea. Like my channel has not been demonetized entirely in the way that many have many channels with whom we're friendly who discuss things that are far less controversial, certainly have far less spicy chats in particular. They get the ax from Susan. We yeah. don't, I don't know why I don't get it. the theories are, are broad. We've heard that maybe we have someone friendly on the inside, but I don't know who that is. This is just claims. I think that's of definitely possible. Yeah. Um, the last one, Nunya Biz says, oh no, Matthew Sobke should is an emotion, not an argument. Uh, also true. Yeah. Um, I, and I just can't, I, I'm, I'm too tired. I'm too old. Taking bets on, this. on what this guy has more of hair colors or gender selected. I mean, this is the thing. I don't care whether you're transgender or not. Granted that got me a little annoyed because I just thought it was, it was disrespectful to be honest. It wasn't very conversational. It was just trying to shout over people. Um, But seriously speaking to the point, uh, I don't care if you're trans or if you're cis or if you're straight or if you're gay, you don't have a right to the association of someone else. You don't have the right to be employed or paid by someone else. You have to make yourself worthy of their contract, their voluntary contract. And if you want to force people to pay people for arbitrary work or for arbitrary characteristics like being trans, Mm-hmm. If you can't be fired for being trans or because you're trans, I'm sorry, that's yeah. immoral. You yeah. have no right to someone else's property. You have no right to someone else's association. I don't care if you're gay, straight, trans, cis, whatever the hell you are. I'm a prized white heterosexual male. I don't get to stroll into Walmart and say, give me a job on account of my characteristics. Can't fire me on account of my characteristics. Pay me regardless of my performance. No. Right. And why would you want to work for a company that has bi- that has a bias against you anyway? Uh, you're not going to rise to the ranks in that company no matter what, uh, even if you're mandated to. Yeah. And whether or not you want to accept it, if the person that is hiring doesn't like trans people, then you're not the best person for the job, tranny. I'm sorry. Like, go work the, at a tattoo parlor or whatever the fuck. The distinction makes no sense anyway. If you're not owed someone friendship... Why would you owe them a dollar? His his answer yeah. is because that's life sustaining. So yeah, what? That's, so so what? many things are life sustaining, and I reject this concept that love is not life sustaining. Well, and and I don't. It, here's the thing: I you don't owe someone else life sustaining anything. Now, if mm-hmm. I see someone struggling, dying on the street, it would be a good person thing to do to help them. Of course. Yeah. Do I? Do I have to go provide life sustaining services to everyone around me at all times? No, that's not, it's not tenable. It's not possible. Yeah. Okay. Life sustaining is a feel good qualifier that actually has no, no relevance in principle. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yes. Let's hop back into the callers. Uh, Dylan is up. Oh no, we got to get back to Dell. Gosh, I, I almost forgot about Dell. Dell, are you there? Hey, am I here? Yes. Can you hear us? All right. All right. Hey, good. I'm glad we were able to come back to you, man. Uh, we, we had callers worried about you. They thought you had disappeared. 
Really? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Okay, I'll try not to keep them worried. Uh, I didn't know you were going to have a church wedding this weekend. Congratulations. Uh, that's that's a great thing. I hope you all have a good wedding this it's, weekend. I'm Saturday. very excited, man. Uh, yeah, it's a big, big, uh, big threshold to cross. That's awesome. Maud and I didn't get didn't get a church wedding. We want we wanted to get married right away, and uh, so we had to go get married at the magistrate. Uh, but we did. But uh, congratulations on the uh, church wedding. That's awesome. Looking back, um, I sort of wish we had simplified and minimized to the maximum extent possible. Because let me tell yeah. you, the logistics these days are tough. But uh, they are. Yeah, I agree. They we uh, yeah. We uh, I wanted to have a church wedding. Honestly, I did, but uh, they didn't have a catch and release policy back then. So, um, there was actually. I'm, let me tell you about this. There was one wedding I was at uh, a couple of years ago, and there's some guy walking around putting together a memory book, and he came up to me and asked me to describe myself in four words or less. If you guys could describe yourself in four words or less, what would it be? Putting you on the spot here. Oh man, it's hard to do that. I don't. I can think of some. <laughs> Four words or less in like a sentence four, or just four adjectives? Just four words or less. Just give you four words or less. I don't know. Neurotic, angry, <laughs> tired, pretty based. Um, two words. I would say my principles, even though that's two. But I, uh, principles, consistency are very, those things are very important to me. Um, gosh. I would say... Uh, Habit, even though that's not descriptive, but habit is very important to me. Routine is very important to me. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Structure is very important to me. And um, I would also say ambition is very important to me. Oh, that's awful good. I, I must have misunderstood him then because my response was them, fo- them pictures was photoshopped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'll let you go because my jaw is hurting too bad right now. I had to go to my dentist this weekend. Oh, and, no. Uh, yeah, I know. He wanted to do a root canal on me, which I thought was okay until I found out that it was his root and my canal. So <laughs> I just told him, you know, no, thank you. And I left and everything. But uh, I, a... Well, he, yeah, he blamed himself for talking to me before the anesthetic kicked in. <laughs> Ow. Ow. But, it, but my jaw still hurts because, man, that guy has a vicious left hook. Anyway, y'all take care. We'll talk to y'all later. Thank you, Bye. man. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Uh, Dylan is up next. Dylan, you there? Let him hang out a second. Dangerous Spaces is up after that. Sorry, I had my mic muted. Uh, Yeah, go for it if you're ready. Yeah, so uh, I have three questions for you guys, or like three topics to choose from. Mm -hmm. Um, We can either go over how the COVID testing regime actually functions, because I'm a scientist. Uh, the second one is we can talk about the COVID vaccine development, which I'm actually working on. Cool. Or we can talk about Matt's upcoming nuptials. Uh, we don't uh, need to talk about my wedding. You have expertise in this area. Let's let's talk about something that you're very familiar with. All right. Well, it's up to you guys. You do you feel like you understand the uh, how how the testing for COVID is functioning, or do you want to understand a little bit more um, about I, how vaccines are made? I'm definitely not. I always want to know more. I'm definitely not an expert on the function of the test, but to me, the development of the vaccine is more interesting. Do you agree, Blonde? Okay. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. So I mean, like, so the the, the general basics of vaccine development really boils down to like a few uh, very specific things that you want to look for, which is like essentially. Think of it like uh, you're trying to like diffuse a bomb. Mm-hmm. You want to isolate specifically exactly how that bomb is put together and then target those specific sites. So I'm doing like 30,000 foot level because 
any more specific and no one's going to be able to really follow. But it's that specific point. And then also you have something called an adjuvant, which is given alongside the vaccine. And these are very, uh, they're very specific. They, they work from uh, each individual vac- like a vaccine will have their own unique adjuvant formulation. Hmm. Uh, I worked for a little while uh, at a biotech startup in Southern California that specifically worked on trying to streamline this process. And they were bought by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation because like that part can really make a vaccine like incredibly effective or it can make it garbage. Um, but the, the important thing that comes down to that is that at that point, once you have those two things, you have to essentially send it off to another company and then transfer the technology to that company. Mm-hmm. So that way they can actually mass manufacture what you've made, you know, in very small doses inside of your lab, right. regardless of how like well stocked your lab is. No one actually owns like a manufacturing site and the other thing. And so that's where we're currently at. Um, I can't disclose which company I'm working for, but yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Of course not. Um, mostly cause like there's a lot of like, but the adjuvants specifically, like drug companies don't disclose what those are. Those are like the trade secrets because they can genuinely give you like a 10 times level of uh, immune response to the vaccine when compared to baseline. So like those things are very closely guarded secrets, which is why the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation bought that other one because it's, it's super useful. It can essentially take like a really shit vaccine and with the right adjuvant, it can actually be incredibly effective. So would you take um, a mandatory vaccine? In the first so that, year. And that was, that was the thing that I was actually going to get to. See, and that's the thing <laughs> that I was going to get to. Um, the way that, I, the way that I, I personally feel, and this is what I would really recommend to everyone in the audience, uh, is get the vaccines. It's going to give you autism, but it's great. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you no, get the hell out of here right now. Get out. No, no, no. no. But what I, what I would recommend specifically is that if you – feel like it doesn't actually matter to you. Like if you genuinely don't care if you get the disease, right. Um, then, then take the vaccine. Um, people oh, who really? are at risk. I thought you were like, going to say the opposite. Why? You're, you're, hey. No. And here's, and here's my explanation why. Here's my explanation why. There are side effects that you can get with vaccines that you won't necessarily get from getting the, the, the actual infection normally. Um, because of, they're, they're incredibly rare, but you can get some types of, you know, issues with vaccines that you won't necessarily get from the virus itself. Mm-hmm. And so in my opinion, the first few doses, when, it, when, when the Democrats were announcing that, oh, the first doses are going to go to people of color and the elderly. I'm like, those are the people that you should not, or I think it was the Portland um, government. They were like, this is who we're going to give it to first. And it's like, right, no, no, because those initial doses are actually, they're not, I don't want to make them sound dangerous, but like they are for all intents and purposes, something that we have, no long-term understanding of what the potential side effects will be because for all like the the adjuvant blend that because that, there's multiple companies that are working on it the adjuvant blend can be they can change the way that the virus actually interacts with your immune system to the extent where you can get more severe immune responses which is what you want ultimately because that's actually how you develop immunity hmm. but at the same time you can have other issues that can go along with that again they're very rare i want to stress this i'm not an anti-vaxxer but ultimately, when you look at something that's like brand, brand new, I would recommend not giving it to the elderly or like to people who are like at risk, unless you are okay with potentially developing at least some side effects from it. 
Well, they definitely should be the ones to get it first because they're the ones most at risk of getting it. So why why wouldn't they be the ones that are the most eager to overlook side effects that I would be like, uh, absolutely not. I don't care if I get COVID. I'm almost positive that I've had it. Um, yeah, there's, no point me, your, yeah. there's no point in me getting vaccinated for it. Why would I do that? Why? I'm not doing that. Exactly. No, no vaccines. Well, no, 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 no. But essentially what I'm saying is that if unless you don't need the vaccine, you shouldn't be taking the vaccine, which means no one should be taking the vaccine. Uh-huh. That's kind of like what I'm trying to get at. Like the general idea of like th- these vaccines are incredibly rich. Um, yes, coronaviruses are incredibly well understood, and we really genuinely understand like a lot of things about how they replicate and how, really how to exploit um, that specific step. And so we can, you know, isn't this going really to be attack. the first coronavirus that's ever been vaccinated for? Yes, but the thing is, is that we still hmm. really because of the fact that we really have done like coronaviruses um, no. are not. <laughs> no, I'm not what doing do you, any of this. No, I just, I no, just. No, no. I'm not I'm not yeah. an anti-vaxxer, but like uh, none of this shit is going to get injected into me or my perfect little daughter. I don't care if no. we can't travel or we can't go anywhere or we can't go to the grocery store. anymore. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm not no way, no vaccine, not happening, not doing it. Yeah, no. And I, and I genuinely agree, mostly because the other thing is that like for from, from if from what I'm hearing from a few people who work at the place that we are offloading the manufacturing of the vaccine too but it's truthful uh some of these places are like it's not like they, they cut corners or anything like that but the, the the level of scientists that work there is not let's not say they're not the greatest and these are people who are going to be taking like you know even if it's like a beautiful bespoke handmade italian like organic free-range vaccine it's perfect and ideal and works incredibly in the lab in these very small doses that you're manufacturing there once it goes to the actual large manufacturing facility that's like trying to take a Ferrari and, you know, crank them out like Civic. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. And so, like, that's honestly, and, and like, this is where I, I feel like a lot of people in the audience, like, if they don't really understand how vaccines are really made, it's that step. The, the step of when you, because, like, the, the vaccines are really safe. They're, they're rock solid. And they're really well understood, like, on the animal model, in the lab, like, in, in a university or at, like, some type of uh, company that specifically makes vaccines or develops those things like sure they're rock solid there all it's right that next and, step of like going to the other place where you have problems you have i know any, i went way over my sure time. if you I'm have sorry. any final thoughts go for it but we'll, we'll have to let you go uh no no final thoughts but if you ever need a scientist just uh let me know well sure Pre- appreciate the insight man thank you of course no problem dangerous spaces either let him hang out a second uh crunk hey. uh what's what's on your mind dude Hey, uh, just a couple of quick things. Firstly, uh, Matt, congratulations slash good luck for Saturday. Oh, thank you. And happy birthday for Sunday. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hopefully it'll be a hell of a weekend and, um, you know, mostly free of Corona bullshit, but the powers that be are attempting to enforce their ways. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just wanted to, I'm pretty sure I've talked to you guys about this before a couple of years ago, but. I'm seeing some opinions online. So the couple that really stand out is the idea that if we just give homeless people houses, then we'll fix homelessness. Mm-hmm. And that living paycheck to paycheck is because you're poor as opposed to, which it can be sometimes, let's be honest, as opposed to you're just not good at managing your money. Hmm. And so you run out of money every week. Or you don't have and, any skills. I, no, we're not going back to that conversation. <laughs> 
I, I like like no, yeah, that guy kind of reminded me of that, but I don't think. Well, yeah, he per, was, per our earlier conversation, anyway. it's because your employer is not paying you what you're owed for subjective life-sustaining reasons. That's why it's maybe someone else's fault. Who believes that in 2020? I just but, we're, anyway, we're probably move, getting trolled. Move, yeah, moving on from that. No, he sounded sincere, but moving on from him, um, I, I do find that a lot of people on the left. I don't know what to think, so I figured I'd talk to you guys, get your opinion. A lot of the people on the left, it seems like they can't think through more than a very basic starting point, and I I can't imagine that it's because they're all stupid. Maybe it's because they're naive. I don't know what to think of it, but things like that of people are homeless not just because they've lost a house. There's a reason why they may have lost a house. If you give it to them, there's a very high likelihood for some of them that well, they'll just lose it again. And again. People may be living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck because they overspend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's... Are you asking why leftists think like this? I well, not even though, not those specific points, but my point being is those are very simplistic way of... Th- why do you think it is that it, it seems to happen more on the left than it does on the right? It seems like there's very simplistic ways of viewing things. Because they're thinking, they're thinking emotionally and then their political beliefs are a manifestation of like, how they see themselves it's deeply entrenched with their with their ego and so they're always projecting like how they're such good people how what they believe um is going to make the world a better place because they want to believe that they're fundamentally good but what they won't accept about human nature is that all of us are an amalgamation of things that are good and things that are evil and we're always fighting our evil tendencies and no matter how much you try to project your goodness that doesn't make you good and you can't enforce any of this anyway it's easier to to make society good by just accepting that there are major failings in human nature yeah i think it's that memorial component that you identified that is so attractive because to use yeah. the example from the caller earlier, of course it feels good and it seems morally right to say no one should be fired for subjective reasons but that's the difficult thing about rights is you have to defend them regardless of someone else's exercise of them. I might disagree yeah. if Target fires someone for what I view to be arbitrary reasons. But the, at the end of the day, Target's property is not my property and Target's association is not my association. Those are not rights yeah. to which I have a claim. And we might think that they were exercised improperly. We might think they were, the rights were exercised meanly. But that doesn't change the nature of those rights. And so I, yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it's that moral component that's so attractive. Oh, this is what a good person Definitely. should do. So good it's also person the dopamine should be enforced. Hit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Have you ever given money to charity and then told somebody that you've given money to charity? <laughs> that, that good feeling that you get when you give money to charity, you get the same good feeling when you tell somebody yeah. that you did it. Mm. And so it's like yeah. this dopamine hit, you know, it, I, I, I'm ha- I have a really hard time believing that anybody is inherently good. I think that even people that are super good just kind of want to have that good feeling of doing something good. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I, I would mm. think that might also equate to there being more of a religious right than on the left. There are religious people on the left. But I'm wondering if that might equate to that because religious people, I think a lot of the time understand that human nature is we are broken and flawed people. And you know. yeah. Yeah. And leftism is, is more of, there's more of a religious component than, than it is on the right. Hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. And of course, thank you for the well-wishing as well. No worries. Appreciate it. You guys, you guys have a good, 
what, like week and a half, couple of weeks? We'll be back yeah. for sure on the 25th. On the That's 25th, you know, 10, 11 yeah. days from now. I may be back yeah. sooner than that, but plans are kind of up in the air. Like I said, we might have to go hang out with Christy in South Dakota. So yeah. I'll be off for a little while. Take off your top. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, have, a, have a good time off, guys. Thank you. What I just said is not what I meant to say. I said there's more of a religious component. What I meant is that being liberal has like a religious, it's a religious philosophy to leftists. When I say that, that's what I mean is unfalsifiable tenets. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, I I too want to be careful with that. It's not a knock at people of religious perspective. What I mean is unfalsifiable tenets. They can't be challenged. They can't be questioned. And if you do, you're a bad person, which of course is ironic because as I've been on this journey, considering faith, Everybody who I've talked to, when you question the tenets of the faith or their belief, I've never met with hostility. In fact, they usually have a pretty good explanation for it. That's why yeah. they believe it to be true. But that's the irony. Nobody ever gets mad at me for questioning those. It's when you question the tenets of the progressive faith that mm-hmm. you get the earful. Yep. But they suddenly start going at a million words a minute and just trying to overpower you rather than to reason with you. So... Anyway. I mean, was that supposed to be some like gotcha thing? Like we have to answer. Well, this we've had the, we've had that sort of treatment before. I remember there was a guy who called in on guns before and did this, the exact same thing. It's like you want to try to make fi- you want to try to throw fifty points to avalanche someone rather than take it point by point and analyze and actually go back and forth in a conversation. Isn't and, that some kind of a definable tactic? The label which escapes me right now. I don't know. I don't know. It's but some it's, way of arguing. Let me know in the live it's, chat. It's impossible to have an actual discussion that way. It's it's like where you throw out too many things that the other person can't address them. And so then you're like, but you didn't address na 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 na. I know that there's some some name for it. Mm. Let me know the live chat. Well, all I know is that call was not life sustaining and therefore it should be banned. Terminated. <laughs> I, I said something really mean to him. What, before. Did, what did you say? I didn't even catch it. I don't it. know. I was like, and go fuck yourself. Let's uh <laughs> I just uh, no, the way it I'm works just, is that should be forced. That's a life-sustaining activity. It should be forced upon him. Gish gallop is what people are saying. Or shotgunning. Hmm. Uh, we're going to give Crunk the Madman last word on the call-in show tonight. Crunk, you there? Thank Gish. you so much, my friend Matt. No problem. Thanks for calling in. Okay, so... I understand you're uh, about to get married. That's the plan, but I'm not counting any chickens before they're hatched. So let me tell you about me. Uh, My wife and I planned on getting married uh, back in 2005. I think it was. Anyway, Hurricane Katrina hit. Oh, my God. We had to postpone our wedding by two weeks. Was it in uh, like the Gulf area? We actually live outside of that area, Hmm. but uh, it reached all the way into here, and uh, there was no power, no electricity, no anything. And in good fashion, I'd like to provide my comments towards the people that restored the power at that time. Oh, yeah, please do. Those guys guys work 24-7, man. I mean, most people don't know until they experience an interruption what the people out there really do for them. Sure. Anyway. Yeah, I think that's... I married a beautiful woman. 
And I think you're going to do the same thing. That's the plan. That is the hope, man. And uh, of course, a million grenades get thrown into this thing every day. But we have oh, yeah. navigated well, them all for weeks and months. And uh, at this point, like I've said, I just don't care anymore. When they throw more grenades, I go, uh-huh, sure. And then I show yeah. up and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Because it's my it's my wedding. I have the contract. I don't care. What do you Listen, maybe one of two things will happen. Either I will come back to you guys uh, very happy, feeling great about life, or I'll have a great video for you of me being handcuffed at my own wedding. Either way, either way. Uh, gonna... That would be so bad, but so good for the show. <laughs> I mean, so I'm not, good for the show. I'm not going to pick awful, any fights unless they're picked with me. If the fights are picked with me, it's going to be a problem. But, oh, man. Yeah. You're about to grow up here like you didn't even know. Well, so, um, you know, my sense. principles on contracts, my, pr- my principles are going to be very offended if they if they start to police my wedding. I'm going to be I'm going to be as angry as that guy in Idaho who got arrested at the church. Sir, I will have you know, I disagree <laughs> with the decision that you're making right now. But I respect you as an individual. <laughs> I lost your video. Oh, sorry. I'm it. sorry. I, I'm sorry, guys. I only get a limited time here. So blonde. My wife and you agree on uh, the newest nominee. Hmm. She's really about it, and and she said the same thing when I spoke to her a little while ago. You cannot neglect your children for a job, any job, you know. And My and wife- I people think that it, this is me shitting on her, but she has a already has a more important job than being a Supreme well, Court justice. And I truly believe that that being a mom is a more important job. Um, I agree. I and and she needs to do that. And her kids aren't that old. Like they're not all teenagers. They're like one of them's like nine. They're like nine to eighteen well, or something like that. But on that note, 18. on that note, Matt, hmm. I married my wife because she was dedicated to the children. Sure. That we didn't have at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. it's very important and to me. So, yeah, that's all. Ta- that's all ironed out on my end too. That's it's very important yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. So I want you guys to know I really respect all the things you say from somebody that's 15 years ahead of you. But at the same time, I mean, there's so much out there that there's a point where you draw the line and you come back home and you say, I love what's at the house more than I love all this crap out there. I agree. I mean, I agree that if it comes down to it, you're going to prioritize your family over basically everything else. I think that's what a, a, a person should do. I guess from my perspective, I just don't, I don't necessarily grant that it's quite as either or that, that, that both can't be achieved. (laughs) I just, I just don't think that it's impossible. And I think everything I've seen from her is, is outstanding. I really have a lot of admiration for her and I I just, she's outsourced her childcare though. Again, I I don't, it could be, but I don't, I don't know what the state of her parenthood is. I just don't know that without, I'm not saying she's a bad parent. I'm just saying that it's actually impossible to do both of these things. There's just not enough time. Then again, she definitely has outsourced. She's talked about how uh, one of her, uh, her husband's aunt, or maybe it's her aunt does most of the childcare in her house. And she has a child with down syndrome and two adopted children. One of which was never expected to walk or talk. RBG, so she had two special needs children. RBG was okay, a dead okay, person on the okay. bench though. You know, like, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but there's, I think there's a counter case that not only will she make a fantastic judge, but even if it compromised her motherhood to a certain degree, it's 
Is it not possible that she's providing a better life for her children through what she's achieving? Even if it's not the no. direct motherhood in the way that you think is traditional. I don't think that any woman can improve her child's life through her career. I just yeah, see, I, I can't, I can't agree with that. I think that, I think that that's a statement too far. It's uh, not possible. What if, what if she, what if she has a career that brings in millions of dollars? Yeah, it doesn't matter. That, you, you like talk to a kid whose mom worked all the time and they're rich. That kid would rather, you know, take a major cut in quality of life and have their parent be home nine times out of 10. I don't know. I, I think that I think that you can earn a better life for your children through through work. I'm not saying that it's her husband is also um, he's a partner in a law firm they, If she did not work, they would still be doing fine. I don't know. At the end of the day, I think it's their judgment to make, though. And I'm not saying that I that I'm going to stop them or yeah. I should stop. Well, them. I'm just saying that she cannot be the best candidate. But, she can't but be to, be, the best to candidate. be fair, if you were designing a society, this would not be allowed. Correct. Uh, wouldn't be allowed. I don't know that would I would say it that it wouldn't be allowed. No. no. Okay. Well, then we agree. But there would be serious social repercussions for working moms. <laughs> we, and then I would design well, we, well, a society where mean? people what could do, get by on one income. What does, um, what is, what does social repercussions mean? That women that, uh, were working moms and they were doing it voluntarily would be frowned upon in society. Like they wouldn't have, female friends they wouldn't be able to move about society normally <laughs> like they wouldn't have uh, a, a strong social circle or were be part of the community they would they would just be like viewed as oddballs fringe nice, nice, i mean you're entitled to view them however you want certainly yeah but i'm not going to say that like they can't do it by mandate of blonde but they can't and also they in can't the situation vote. they can't vote by mandate of right blonde. but in the situation i would also be in charge of the government which i would never allow but, so well, that is the irony yeah <laughs> yeah all right. Uh, sorry for hijacking your call a little bit, Crunk. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> Holy we'll, crap, man. So you guys reset the timer, right? Well, well, we'll give you a last word before we let you go. Oh, really? Come on, man. Oh, yeah. You, you, had, uh, you, you had several minutes of speaking time. Man. Come on. No, no. Not between the two of you. Okay. <laughs> well, have, have a good I'm night, serious, man. man. We'll, we'll catch I've you next serious. time. Thank you. Right. Oh, we did hijack that call. Uh, okay. Homeboy's that, right. That will do it for callers tonight. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, and we'll catch up with you in a couple weeks, of course. For now, we will um, we will catch up with our email questions. We do have several to get through. As a reminder, if you would like to uh, participate in the show through an email question, that's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show in the subject line so we know that's what it's for, and we will, uh, we will answer it in the last uh, segment of the show, as we're doing right now. Greg's question from Super Chat, I already got to. So Sterling is up first. Most of the people I know are leftists, which means lots of chances for quote unquote debate. I've always considered Civil War silly, but today I realize that most of our disagreements are due to a core difference in root ideology. The U.S. works because despite various beliefs, we all shared a common core ideology, freedom, personal responsibility, hard work. With that no longer the case, can our country even work anymore? Um, if we don't if we don't share core philosophy or, or core fundamental values, no. And certainly if we abandon our core fundamental fundamental values of freedom, then no. I mean, this is kind of this is the dilemma of liberty that <laughs> liberty only sustains among people who value it. If you yeah. take liberty to the extreme extent where you um, allow people who don't value liberty to flood your society, 
liberty doesn't survive. Liberty mm-hmm. requires respect from each and every individual. It requires each and every individual to value it to survive. And if we don't, then yeah, then the country will not function in the way that it was designed to. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, you know, we always talk about, a, a peaceful separation. What did Gwyneth Paltrow call her divorce? Uh, conscious uncoupling. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's what I would like to do with the left because yeah. how can we possibly share a nation with, with core values when we disagree on, on virtually everything and how to run things? Um, I just don't really see a way, but yeah, I mean, I think that we're all kind of coming to that conclusion, right? I mean, I came to it four years ago, but everybody else is coming to it now. Yeah. We will probably be a little bit more brief with answers tonight, guys. So bear with us because we do have many to get through. This is from Dan. I work at a hospital and was planning on going into a career in healthcare. I hold contempt for Governor Whitmer destroying the businesses and livelihoods of her own citizens. Yet she created and offers a program for free community college tuition for those working in healthcare industry looking to advance their careers through a nursing EMT paramedic program. Should I adhere to principle? Oh, this is a very good question. Hmm. To keep grinding, pay off my debt, and pay my way through school on my own, or take the money from the state government run by someone whom I find completely reprehensible. We get some variation of this question all the time. This is this reminds me of that question that we get. Um, should I just like put my head down and get through college? I think at the end of the day, you've got to do what's best for you because you better believe that everybody else is taking advantage of these existing programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that from a moral perspective, like only principled people are even going to be concerned with it. If this is actually going to help you uh, like have a family and do all these things and take care of you and yours, and you're going to become a better member of society, fucking do it. It's fine. Just do it. I mean, I, I, I agree. I think it's, it's sort of like saying, should I refuse? um, Should I refuse Medicare or social security on principle? If I don't think that those are appropriate uh, programs for the federal government. I don't necessarily think so. I think that we have to operate in the world that exists while understanding that if we were to design it, it probably would look a little bit different. But to the point that you're making, I I just don't see the value in putting yourself at a disadvantage as a disadvantage, right? uh, Purely on principle. And I don't think that there's really a moral wrong in doing so. I think that the best that we can all hope to do is you put yourself in the best position you can today so that you can try to shape the society you want to see tomorrow. And maybe the society you want to see doesn't have that, those sorts of characteristics to it, but the society that we have today does. And yeah. And you have to use the system that's in place in that, uh, what is being offered to you is like the baselines, the status quo. And so by not utilizing it, you're actually putting yourself, which you just said at a disadvantage. Yeah. So I, I, would just do it. I admire your thinking on that, though. And I, 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 I'm as you said, he's probably putting way more thought to something that 99 percent of people aren't even concerned with. So, yeah, you know, uh, keep the keep the thoughtful head on your shoulders. This is Retro Robot Radio. <laughs> this question made me laugh. Uh, do you think Yelp giving reviews uh, a separate racist rating might turn out to be a good idea? Basically, the racist button is really. I am a left wing review bomber button. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Yelp did this on purpose to sort real reviews from leftist review bombs. Now you know which reviews to ignore. <laughs> I was thinking about this because if I saw that I had some racist coffee shop around here, I'd be like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get some, I actually, some white lattes over there. 
<laughs> I might too. Actually, I mean, seriously yeah. speaking, if it was just like a mom and pop shop and the flag was on there, like racist establishment, I'd probably go in there and be like, all right, so what's this about? Like, there's got to be a yeah. good story here, at least. You're like, well, actually, we got uh, robbed by a bunch of joggers and uh, <laughs> and we told them to get out of here. And now we're a racist establishment. Yeah, actually, um, we, we fired a guy, but, uh, you know, we weren't allowed yeah. to do that on account of his race. <laughs> Who took money out of the cash register. Yeah. Um, this is from Martin. Self-defense, self-reliance, strength, ambition, having a large family, all are so-called conservative values. But Jesus considered none of them, none of them to be a virtue at all. Only God mattered, according to him. And how you could save yourself from Adam's sin. What are your thoughts on or the thoughts in your community? Um, I mean, be fruitful and multiply. There, there, there are lots of reasons to, to have a large family. And you are creating, if you raise your children properly, like more God-fearing individuals. Mm. Um, God wants us to have as many children as we can. Uh, and self-defense and self-reliance... Uh, I don't, I don't see any evidence that Jesus didn't think that we should be self-reliant. Self-defense, I don't necessarily characterize as, I wouldn't consider as a virtue, more of a right, whereas the others are, yeah. are, are virtue or vir virtuous characteristics we should try to cultivate. But all of these are generally related to self-preservation. Right. And the, the moral theory behind self-preservation is that you as a human being were put here for a purpose you you are on a quest or on a path to fulfill that purpose and somebody else's interference with that is unjust that that's the moral basis for your self-defense and and self-reliance as a virtue is is um is in pursuit of that purpose so that that's um that said i'm coming at this from a perspective that is not keen on the teachings of jesus that's not an area of expertise for me but that's just in terms of the moral structure here that's that's how i understand it Ambition, that's probably true. That Jesus uh, would not have been in agreement with ambition as a virtue? No, I mean, I don't purport to know what, <laughs> what Jesus wants, but yeah, I think that that's probably true. Well, I guess I would, I would say as opposed to what? I mean, ambition can be a vice if you are doing it at other people's expense or you're doing it in shady ways or something. But certainly the opposite of ambition that is to say just being lazy being indifferent not trying to improve yourself or the world around you in any way i mean that that's that's a vice no one would call that virtue so what if it's if if ambition is not a virtue what of that theme would be there's got to be something that's similar to that maybe that the connotation be. in the modern era is different because when I think of ambition, I do kind of think of it like it's a vice. When I think ambition, I think striving to build something better, whether that's for yourself or for people around you, but to improve the state of life or the state of the world in some meaningful way. That's what I think when I think ambition. And to me, that that's a virtuous thing to do. But... Uh, um if I were more well-versed in the Bible, I would have a better answer to this. But somebody in the live chat says, uh, Luke... Um, when a strong man fully armed guards his palace, his goods are safe. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff about having families too, hmm. but I don't know because I've only read like a little bit of the Bible. It's pretty bad. And if they didn't have a bunch of bullshit coronavirus restrictions, you would have learned more in the last year. Uh, this question yeah. is, is mainly for you from squid. My husband and I are planning to move to Washington for his work in a few years. And I'm nervous because of Seattle. We've already agreed not to move to the city, but we're looking outside of the city so we can work in Seattle. Would you say it's safe 
in the outer towns to raise a family, we have uh, we have one already and plan to homeschool. Oh, oh, geez. I mean, I'd say it's a risk. It's definitely a risk because people are going to be fleeing the cities. And so all of the commutable places are going to be saturated by leftist horse shit. And they could pass sweeping legislation, making it illegal to homeschool. Couldn't they? I don't know. I've never heard. I guess I've never thought of that, that I can't imagine that would survive constitutional challenge. Illegal to homeschool your kids. That would be something. Probably right. I'm the presidents I'm thinking about are like Sweden. Like CPS will take your kid. Well, yeah. And and as we talk about frequently, the Constitution is only as valuable as those who uh, interpret it as the current fight is all about. If they were successful in packing the court or making the Constitution subject to the leftist whims of the day. Yeah, the Constitution is is no barrier against those types of agendas. So and the whole state is really dictated by Seattle. I mean, hmm. People in eastern Washington, like go to some of those small towns in eastern Washington and talk to them about people in Seattle. Like they they if they could press a button and kill everybody in that city, they'd do it. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's not ideal, but. But if he's got to work in Seattle, then that's not like a bad solution. Andrew Anglin always says, like, go to where you have to work in the city and then find some kind of small town that you can commute to the city in. And I think that's good advice. We're taking wise advice from Andrew Anglin. Andrew Anglin has a lot of wise advice. Uh, okay. Do you never read the Daily no, Star? No, I don't. I don't. I, although I have the one, again, the best coverage of the Portland protest outside of the ICE facility was there because it had the Periscope stream from the Antifa people where the Antifa guy called the Portland cop the N-word. And so I referenced it a million times. And the the title of the article was based Antifa calls out N-word and S-word cops. That's the that's the last time I, I read. I implore anybody to go read the Daily Stormer and not have a laugh out loud moment where you have to recognize the biting wit of Andrew Anglin. Do it. I dare you. Oh, boy. Uh, that, I don't know what to tell you. He's hilarious. And so few things give me pleasure. These Susan, days. Give me this thing. Susan Bate right here. Uh, the disgruntled veteran. This is long, but I put I put it in here anyway. Um, now I just finished the Michael Strickland interview from ten eleven, um, and I'm more convinced than ever that America has fallen. <laughs> I am a thrice wounded combat veteran with wow. two tours in Iraq, and for the first time watching current events, I am convinced that I was duped that this country wasn't isn't worth the sacrifice that my brothers in arms suffered. Mm. Oof. Damn. And yes, a lot of exculpatory information is ruled as inadmissible. That is the norm in our broken and corrupt court system. Even evidence that the accused wasn't in the country. How do I come back from this? I hate that I don't love my country anymore. My family has worn the uniform since the French and Indian Wars. I just want to give this guy a hug. And now I'm teaching my kids not to follow that history, that our country isn't worth their time. But I'm crying inside as I do it. Can it be saved or is blonde the doomsday or right and freedom is dead on earth? I don't think that freedom is dead on earth. Damn. <laughs> I mean, you know, the best person to answer this question is you. Okay. You that well, has served this country. This actually. Oh, I, th- I thought you were, I thought you were talking about me. It's like, <laughs> I was pointing right yeah, at you. I'm sorry. Okay. No, but some uh, somebody that a wounded combat veteran with two tours of Iraq, you are uniquely qualified to decide whether or not this country is still worth it. I have never put my life on the line for this country. And I'm like, no, not worth it. But you actually have. 
I mean, you're in a unique position to be like, uh, I've seen what this risk is. I've actually risked my life for this country. I've gotten wounded. I've sacrificed a lot for this. Um, and it, it's not worth it. And I think you're probably doing the right thing with your kids. I think you got to find, well, first of all, thank you for what you've done and of course for your sacrifice. I think you got to find community. Trust me, the, the values are correct. There are plenty of people who will still fight to those, for those values until the very end. And I hope to be one of them. I don't know if they're majority. I don't know, but they exist and you got to surround yourself with those people because uh, at least if you have camaraderie on the sinking ship, that's much better than, than fiddling alone. You know, um, the, the, this is sort of the theme that I talked about on Memorial day. I get very upset about this sort of stuff because of course, as someone who has not made the sort of sacrifices that you have made and people and, and, you know, potentially members of your family have made dating back centuries. Uh, the deal is very simple for us. The deal is be grateful, live a life that's worth that sacrifice. Yeah. My God, what a fantastic deal. I don't have to put my life on the line. I just have to make the best of myself and make good of the freedom that was afforded to me. And we have a generation of pansies that can't or won't do that and, and are ungrateful yeah. for it. And, th- and not only are they ungrateful for it, they think that they're oppressed by the opportunities that are before them. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to be, exactly. I don't want to fall to pessimism because I think that the values that you're talking about are worth fighting for today, tomorrow, and every single day that we exist on this earth. But, uh, but man, how do you get people the other, what's the saying? It's, um, it's, there's the saying about, you know, tough times, create strong men, strong men, create good times, good times, create weak men and weak men create tough times. Um, maybe that's what it's going to take. And I, I hate to say that because that's collapsitarian in itself. But times have gotten so good that we can't appreciate them anymore. And yeah, real... but even if we build a stronger society, we will still go through that cycle again. This is just like the cycle of humanity. And right now we're just in this place where men are weak and times are going to get tough. I know. And that's that's the general pattern. That's the general pattern of how this works out. So you you are obviously a tough man for what you've done. Stay tough because tough men build good times and we might be called upon to build good times again. And I say we, because I I hope to be tough in the way that you have. I don't mean to lump us together. You've done what I have not. I hope to display the toughness that you have. It is my intent to do that. And this shouldn't hurt your heart in the way that it is though. I mean, think about it, that you're just restructuring the way that um, you view the country. Like before it was probably God country family, and now it's going to be God family country Hmm. and that's okay and i think that's legitimate and i think that that's probably where everybody should be like a real take a real focus on their family because the country's just not not worth it anymore Um, and i think that that order of that that's order of priorities will kind of correct itself that is to say if, if country is not high on that priority stack voluntary association one way or another and god willing that will be peaceful it will sort of replace that such that your associate, the association that you call a country will work its way back up eventually. It's just, how do you, how do you build that without a parade of horrors? Nobody wants that. Yeah, I know. Anyway, man, um, thank you for, thank, thank you for you. what you've done. And, and uh, I hope that, uh, I hope that we can all maintain perspective. I say that for you and I say that for us too. I don't, I don't want to be so pessimistic that I give up on what this country was founded on. I, I don't think I ever will. I, I believe it to be correct. I believe it to be objectively true. And uh, if we give up on those things, then I just, 
I mean, what do we got left as far as I'm concerned? I don't know. I, somebody, Alejandro just said, if Blonde believed the country wasn't worth it, she wouldn't do the show. It's not, it's not the country. It's not the reason that I do it. It's because I know that there are millions, tens of millions of people that are like us in this country. Mm-hmm. It's for the people. That's what we need to focus on. How do we make a country that's truly representative of the people? And that's really where uh, I, America lost me. I, I feel like I'm no longer an American because I'm so disconnected from what America has come to represent. Or you're, you're like supposed it, to feel ashamed to be like you're a bad person for it. You know, yeah, it's, it's like a tainted or tarnished term now. Exactly. Uh, this is from Cooper. Hey, guys, congrats, Matt, on getting married and happy birthday. And if I forget, happy birthday, Matt, <laughs> or if, uh, if I don't talk to you before your birthday. I'll disappear um, for 10 days. So, but yeah, yeah I'll be accessible. Uh, can't call in live. I work in telecom, getting Corona cancer and mind control and selling 5G wizardry. <laughs> so hours are weird anyway. In the spirit of times, I wanted to ask you and Blonde how you met your significant others ah. and any suggestions on how or where to meet people. I'm not 21 and I live in Utah, so I can't go to bars, clubs. Thank you. This is a dude. Yeah, Cooper. Yeah? Um, on where to meet new people. Well, first of all, if you're under 21 as a dude, as we've said, um, Put it on the back burner for a minute. Build the best version of yourself. For like a decade. Yeah. Build the best version of yourself and and it will kind of find its own find its own solution. Um, or you know, it, that person will find her way into your life. Uh, so you got, you got a long time. My husband's almost 40. It is like yeah. the sweet spot for male maturity. It's great. Mm. Well, you guys um, met. Uh, you guys met on Match, right? We did. We met on Match.com. Um, I encourage you if you because you can you can search by political orientation. It's harder for men than it is for women. And we've talked about this before, but I was running Skag's match account and it was like dogs out there. It was <laughs> it was rough. it was terrible. I was it was terrible. It's it was different a for time. a woman. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be worth it, but you can search by political criteria. And if you go out with somebody that you've met online and you think like, well, maybe my advice is to go out with them three times because first impressions are hmm not always great and i didn't like my husband at first <laughs> and we ended up being a really good match so three dates yeah if you think you have something in common with somebody else as far as where to meet people um oh god i would i don't know i would like say our community build the best version of yourself possible and just put yourself in social situations it doesn't have to be bars or whatever in fact well, I don't know. Maybe some people are successful at bars. I'm, I never was, I'm not good at cold approaches. And generally the women who frequent bars aren't really wife material anyway, as far as uh, my judgment went. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's no one right way to do this, but I will say that what you do as a dude is you build the best version of yourself possible and you put yourself in social situations. The second that I stopped, the second that I assumed in my life that everything I didn't like about my life was my fault and committed to improving myself, that's when things got a lot better. Now, for me, the social situations are a little bit different because this show is kind of a social situation in a, in a weird way. You get what I'm saying? That's true. So for me, building the best version of myself meant working on myself and doing this show, and that's how she found her way into my life. But it, mm-hmm. that's sort of an atypical situation. Build the best version of yourself and join. Um, well, first of all, join a, a, a church or whatever, a house of faith. If you're into that sort of thing, if you're not um, join, you know, like a like a, a casual sports league of some kind, join uh, some sort of a group that that participates in an activity on a weekly basis. Just find social activities. Make yourself that really impressive guy over there in the corner. 
and then put yourself in the corner. You get what I'm saying? Like that's how that works out. Don't, it, it never worked for me when you're actively searching really hard and you're on the internet all the time, really trying to find that person on match or Tinder or something like that. Make yeah. yourself an interesting person and then put that interesting person on display. That's, yep. that's what you yeah. should do. In competent hands, I've been thinking about the difference between the way men and women get bullied. Men are more concerned with physical interactions while women are worried about being ostracized. I originally thought the left's heavy turn to violence in 2020 was the ramp up of the TDS crowd in an election year. But is it to solidify and grow the soy boy base with threats of violence? Hmm. Can we solve the dichotomy of shaming weak men to be strong while convincing women that consistent principles are more virtuous than whatever they're doing to appear <laughs> virtuous in order to fit in? Uh, that would work so well. Um, can okay and grow the soy boy base with threats of violence can we solve the dichotomy of shaming weak men to be strong uh do you want to go first i need to read i'm actually having trouble following the question a little bit so men are concerned with physical interactions while women are worried about being ostracized okay so those are the two fears of the genders in this theory i originally thought the left's heavy turn to violence was to ramp up the the trump derangement syndrome crowd in an election year but is it to solidify and grow the soy boy base with threats? Of, okay, so is it an attempt to intimidate men into further weakness? I think is what he's saying. Rather than just create anti-Trump pandemonium. Yeah. Can we solve the dichotomy by shaming weak men to be strong? Um, I suppose. Of but, shaming weak men but, to be strong. But I sort of reject the idea that strong men participate in street brawls in this way. Like if you have to, if a fight yeah. is presented to you, of course. You have to do what you have to do to defend yourself or your family. But I don't think a strong man goes into the street and willfully participates in in street fight degeneracy. I think a strong man is able to defend himself if called upon, but certainly doesn't seek to do destruction in that way. So mm-hmm. uh, can we shaming? I, I think I think the thing that should be shamed as weak men behavior is exactly the sort of um, street destruction that's been going on. For the last for the for all summer and even before that, um, I guess I yeah. is that is that a deliberate attempt to make men weaker? I I don't know. I mean, it's hard I for me know. to assign yeah. motive in that. I just think that the general chaos that has resulted from this is of benefit to people with certain political interests. I think that's and the second part of this is easy. Convincing while convincing women that consistent principles are more virtuous than whatever they're doing to appear virtuous in order to fit in. Uh, this is easy because women will follow men. That's, uh, yeah. They just will. Even even the strongest feminist uh, response to male strength, she can't she can't help it. Yeah, that's generally true. Uh, this is from Joe. Um, watching Computing Forever's content the last couple of days, he has just killed it during. Nobody has killed it as much as Dave Collin mm. during COVID. Um, during the last couple of days has kind of pointed out the ubiquity of this bl- uh, build back better sloganeering. So you're going to tell me spontaneously and simultaneously the Democratic candidate for president, the prime minister of Great Britain, um, the UN, World Health Organization, International Monetary Fund, World Bank, World Economic Forum are all saying the exact same shit at the same time. Yeah. I don't know how this ends and we remain a free nation, be it in four years, eight, twelve Sorry for the black pill, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on this and what the end game might be. Obviously, everybody's in cahoots. And I'm really starting to think that it is about this climate change initiative, that it's about reducing human movement so that they can control the population and how in our carbon footprint or some dumbass shit like hmm. that. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I think that I, I get real tinfoil with this coronavirus thing because it was fairly obvious from the beginning that the fatality rate was low. It, I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, we were. I was really worried about this in like January and February, but, but it was because I'm pregnant and because I'm a hypochondriac. But by March, both of us had enough information. We were doing full shows where we're like, this is clearly not what they're by March. Yeah. It is October and, we're still and people doing are it. talking about second lockdowns and all this. It's like, no, there's enough information out there. And so at this point, like you have to look at it and be like, there's a reason they're do- they're doing this. Well, the 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 consistent messaging in that way is always uh, to be noted. I mean, watching through the the Barrett hearings, you'll notice how on point all of the Democrats are. They they all have the same bullet point list of talking points, and they're all going through it in basically the same order. These people are all in lockstep. They're all getting orders from someone. The question is who and why. Whether it's Amy Coney Barrett, whether it's coronavirus, whether it's whether it's global warming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there is an effort to get people to buy into a certain series of points and to behave accordingly. We got to be mindful and wary of that. Uh, Ryan this is a says, long one. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't know why. I just always read all. I, I can take this one. Uh, Matt, let okay. me wish you a happy early birthday and early congrats on the wedding. Well, thank you. Both of you guys deserve a week off too. I hope so, man. That's going to be weird not to do a show on a Sunday, but uh, I'll enjoy my question is in regards to the durability of our institutions. My dad is older. He's 50, not necessarily a boomer, but that generation in between boomers and millennial. We are talking about politics or we were talking about politics. And he asked me what my reasons for voting Trump are. And I told him it was less a, uh, of a support for Trump and more of a fear of what Democrats will do, given the power uh, or given that they take the presidency, the Senate and maintain the House. And explained that the base of the left wants to pack the court, add four Democratic senators by making Puerto Rico and D.C. states, end the filibuster, and then force unconstitutional legislation on the people. He told me that none of that would ever happen because, quote, these institutions have survived attacks from within and uh, from within and outside, I suppose it says within and without for over 200 years. And they continue surviving. I told him I wasn't so sure. And I wondered what your opinions were. P.S. Thank you for answering my heartbreak question last week. It helped me gain up the courage to block my ex. And the 500 days of summer recommendation was a good one. Well, I'm glad to hear. I I hope that that works out and all the best in the breakup, man. That was a rough one. Yeah, Um, man. Um, Do I have faith in our structure to, to, mitigate these types of power grabs? Generally, yes, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. And the thing, the sort of things that they're talking about, if successful, would essentially destroy any barriers against the centralization of powers that we have left. So do I think it's likely that Democrats take Congress, take the presidency, pack the court, do away with every minority protection we have instituted as, as far as the federal government? No, I would put that as under 10% chance of happening. That said, if it did happen, yeah, we're in trouble. So yeah. I, I'm in agreement with your with your voting strategy. I consider myself the same. I'm not the greatest Trump super fan. I like some of the stuff he does. Some of the stuff I think is super lame. Um, but it's a big defensive vote for me that these people on the other side want to consolidate power at all costs. And they're very dangerous. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is from Josh. Um, with the current political climate focusing on racial issues in America, I've been thinking about the black community and their abnormal propensity to violence. I think this guy's black. But I think that's necessary context. Yes, Susan. Um, <laughs> the book Black Rednecks, White Liberals by Thomas Sowell uh, presents the idea that blacks recurved their aggressive and thuggish culture from Southern whites who were the ancestors of Scottish and lower class <laughs> Englishmen. A soul Getting states, spicy. Wow. 
uh, these groups were highly aggressive and violent. What do you think of this idea? Are rednecks the reason why blacks commit so many crimes? Uh, no, I think that they have the warrior gene generally. Uh, we see it in um, in a lot of cultures. And then I think that there's a there's an IQ element that does lend towards criminality. Uh, when you overlay some, like especially in black cultures, the IQ and the criminality, it's like a pretty tight curve. And you don't see the same thing with low IQ whites. Sorry about the hate statistics, Susan. Um, as, as far as I understand, the statistics are generally true across countries, are they not? I, I don't with IQ and, and crime. Well, I just mean in general, there are higher crime rates among black populations, regardless of country, or am I not correct? Yes, that? no, that's true. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, then it's not impossible that there are some cultural elements that maybe are unique to the United States that were influential, but certainly it's not the only explanatory variable if that's happening cross culturally or cross nationally. So, um, anyway, I hadn't heard that theory. It's a hate theory, though, so it has to be disavowed. Henry says, oh, uh, sorry, do you need to? Oh, no, it's OK. My husband's really struggling, so yeah. I'm going to do two more and then and then we'll okay. be. Um, what? Oh, God. Henry. Uh, what a pol- Go uh, for this it. is Henry. Would a political candidate supporting mandatory vaccinations be a deal breaker for you, even if they were very reasonable on every other issue? Why or why yes. not? Yeah. I Two years ago, I I, I wouldn't. But now I'm starting to to change my mind about about this mandatory vaccination. I will distinguish from pro vaccination as in thinking vaccines are a good idea. If you're telling me that you're going to stab me and inject something into my veins against my will, I'm sorry, that is a deal breaker. And I don't see how you could be reasonable on every other issue if you're willing to cross that line. Exactly. Yeah. What wouldn't you be willing to do to me by force if you're willing to stab me and inject me? I know. So I know. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, that that's a deal breaker for me because that is um, that is so broad in its implications that I would never be able to accept it. This is from Halston. Uh, imagine that you're fed up with the chaos and absurdity of the modern world. If you were given the choice to travel 20,000 years into the past or 20,000 years in the future, which would you choose? Hmm. Assume your geographic location is fixed. I mean, I'd have to go 20,000 years in the future because 20,000 years in the past is pre-civilization era. And let me tell you things I would not be able to cut it. I don't know what the future holds, but that's a bet I'm willing to make. Do I get to go back with tools or do I, am I just dropped in like naked, you know, <laughs> you like, dropped in naked? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't go back. Certainly that far. I think there's maybe a case yeah. that you'd want to go back to more recent times potentially, but certainly not. If you 20, could send me years. back to like, no, honestly, I, I don't think that I would go into any kind of pre-penicillin era. Here's the counter, though. Uh, 20,000 years into the future. I mean, let's say that all the worst case Orwellian trends that are happening right now continue for 20,000 years. <laughs> it could be way worse or, you know, the Earth could cease to exist. Yeah, I I can make a case for or well, I can't really make a case for 20,000 years in the past, but I can certainly make a case against 20,000 years in the future. <laughs> yeah, I know. So interesting concept. Thank you. Um, Somebody said 20,000 years in the future looks a lot like 20,000 years in the past. Yeah, could be. maybe it really maybe. could be. Oh, she stopped crying. OK, let's do one more. Um, this is Rick regarding the prospects for a national divorce. I just don't see it as workable. If the West coast is allowed to go its own way, they'll throw the doors open and not just all of Mexico. What happens when the Chinese offer financial relief to California in exchange for colonial rights over a city? Oh my God. Interesting. Yeah. 
you don't think the Chai comms would be salivating to acquire their own parody of Hong Kong right on previously U.S. soil? Oh, yeah, that would be so terrible. Would you rather have okay. the Chai comms in California or status quo leftists? <laughs> I guess I mean, I'll take status quo. Fair enough. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I could make a pretty good argument for the Chinese. <laughs> seriously not unironically yeah yeah um, uh, well and just just the logistical reality of it too i mean it, you would be if if we actually had a separation based on current state lines you would be landlocked like you would have no seaports which isn't mm-hmm. impossible to overcome but it is definitely not advantageous anyway um yeah you're probably um, right it won't be that simple do you want to read yeah, the last Amor one? Amor says, how can we right now specifically target normies in swing states? Read an article about uh, former Republican suburban moms in Pennsylvania voting Democrat intend to based on bad information. Disturbing. Are you saying you read an article? How can we right now target normies in swing states? Uh, I, I guess it depends. Are you in one? Where are you? Are you talking about doing this digitally? Are you talking about doing this in person? Uh, I... I don't know if it's swing state specific, but anytime I'm talking to someone who's of a different perspective, I, I make uh, an assessment. We've talked about this before. You should make an assessment early on if they're if they're willing to if they're open minded, essentially. Are they willing to engage in ideas or are they not? And if they're willing to entertain your ideas, that's someone worth having a conversation with. If they're actually willing to entertain your ideas without an emotional, ridiculous, moralizing response, then Continue that conversation, but I will always advocate the Socratic method. It's not telling someone they're wrong. It's not saying you're an idiot because you believe that. It's just asking them why they believe the things that they do. And eventually you'll get down to their first principles. Why do you think this? Why do you think this? Why do you think this? Eventually you'll get down to that first fundamental value. Here is the basis for all of my worldview. Yeah. And then if you, if you isolate that, you can, um, you can move on from there and say, okay, you hold this to be true. What do you draw from that? And how does that square with the rest of your political beliefs? That, that's how it happened for me on, on guns yeah. and on everything else is because at the end of the day, I know that personal liberty is of such importance to me. And it was always so true in the concept of, of the right to your own speech and your own thoughts. And when people started holding me to those first principles through which I value speech and asking me why I didn't extend those principles to people with their guns or people with their property in terms of their money. I didn't have a good answer for that. The answers I was giving were very similar to what we heard earlier. Oh, cause like a good person would give their money to people or something is you know, that sort of stuff. So yeah. find those first principles and try to try to gently, uh, get people to see the inconsistencies in their thought. And that goes for everyone. You should do this with yourself. Speaking of the Socratic method, the unexamined life is, is not worth living. Apply this to your own thinking. Why do I believe what I believe? should always be thinking. That. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I guess do what, what Matt is doing. You reach a lot of normies. You and Tim pool, I think are the only people that are still reaching normies. And as you said, Tim does a hell, Tim has a hell of a lot of volume, man. You see, he had in, uh, he had uh, Enrique Tario on his show the other day. He got a lot really? of shit for that. The proud boys dude. Yeah. Why? Why did he get shit? Because he was platforming fascism. That's what he was doing. <laughs> God. But, um, but um, but think about that. Uh, you know, again, this is another point. Philosophical or ideological uh, issues with Tim or not. At the end of the day, he's getting that guy out there to speak for himself in a way that mainstream media never will. 
Enrique yeah. Tarrio is not going on. Well, he has been on CNN before, actually, like on the street. Really? They interviewed him on the street, but not like in studio. But generally speaking, your mainstream sources are not going to interview that guy and give him a fair chance to explain himself. Anyway. Oh, is she going to stop? Um, I'm just seeing if I have time to do these super chats. Uh, who was the last one? Uh, let me. I neglected Streamlabs for just a minute. So let me check in with Streamlabs and see if you can remember who we left off with. I think we left off with Nunya Biz on we Super did. Chat, but on Streamlabs, JM says the Hunter Biden cover-up should shouldn't be allowed to become the story. This info more clearly justifies Trump invest, Trump's investigation and validates the impeachment judgment against Trump. Silicon Valley is willing to perform obvious censorship to change the subject. Did you see this story today? Yeah. If people were not familiar, I'm actually I haven't even read the content of the story yet, but it's generally speaking more confirmation of hunter biden's corruption in ukraine as far as i understand what a surprise and the scandal is the story itself obviously but the cover-up you try to post this story on twitter or facebook now it's banned they won't let you do it from the new york post even the author of the article can't post his own article on social media from the new york post yeah and then earlier today he got shot in the back of the head in a robbery although nothing was stolen from it no, oh, the, uh, the Seth Rich fate is coming for him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, probably. Bill says, uh, um, just a couple more. Is it some kind of requirement for liberals to try to talk as fast as Ben Shapiro? He really did uh, put up a competitive rate there, did he not? Danny Montana says, uh, <laughs> I got to be careful. Oh, come on, Danny. Jesus. He had a reference earlier with his friend. I can't even read this. It's about old Uncle Adolf. This super chat from Danny Montana. Um, Oh, okay. So this I can this I can read, Danny. He's talking about getting over breakups. On getting over breakups, delete social media, work out, eat healthy, stop the porn, and <laughs> make yourself a better person. Yes, I agree. Danny, God, you're trying to get me in trouble. Um, but yeah, exa- exactly the point. Like, make the best version of you possible, and best, bet, better, good, whatever. Awesome people will generally a- uh, attract toward you. Radical self-improvement. Yeah. Are you good? Yes. Um, Violet is bulletproof, says, Corona's least our issues. China recently told its troops to prepare for war after declining peace talks with Taiwan. It's also fighting over land in India. 2020 is about to end with a bang. Hashtag World War III. We'll see. I'm so unfazed by the China thing right now. I'm just in a love bubble with my baby. I just can't. I can't do any of this. Well, there are worse places to be. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, like Seattle, uh, Ryan F says, how dumb you'd stick with an employer who hates you since that will promote racial societal advancement. What a waste of time and work experience. Exactly. Um, why Jack would DDSN, you want to work there? That's a great question. Yeah. Why? Um, cause no other available jobs exist cause I don't have any skills. Uh, blonde you're, you're allowed says, to make on... your own job, by the way. Oh yeah. People it's... might not realize that. How? But that's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible to make your own job. Jack DDS and blonde opinion on Eastern Eastern Orthodox church. Um, the more I'm learning about it, I am going to baptize my daughter in the Catholic church, but like I find orthodoxy very attractive Hmm. and it may be the one true church. It it might be. So I need to learn more about it, but you know, I'm also apprehensive because I'm not Greek or Russian or Armenian. It's like, it's kind of like, what am I doing in this church? Hmm. You know, uh, email me if you want to talk about it. Uh, James T. Kirk, Klaus Schwab, global elite is at the center of the pandemic. 
worldwide Green New Deal centralization of power is the goal. Watch Computing Forever's Connecting the Dots, the Great Reset and Fourth Industrial Revolution. Yes, mm. I'm halfway through it. Um, it's fantastic, as always. Thank you for that. Long Dong John. Is Matt having a Bucks night? And if so, am I invited? What's a Bucks night? I don't know if I know the reference. Is that like a bachelor party? Uh, let me look it up. Isn't, uh, isn't Long Dong John Australian? Is that an Australian thing? Oh, this is. Uh, it's an Australian term. A party held for a man who is about to be married. It must be like an American bachelor party. Yeah, I, I am not. Um, but so I don't have a cool party to invite people to. So I don't have a cool story either. But uh, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Um, okay, my baby's still not crying, so I'm going to do two more. Uh, Blonde pronounces my name correctly. Tingles. Oh, thank you. I do. Uh, Jonathan Howard, going to miss you all this weekend. Enjoy the upcoming wedding. Got my own coming up a year from now. My fiance has a habit of shouting, shut up, Blonde, from the other room. <laughs> blonde gets too spicy. <laughs> you got to get her under control, man. <sighs> I know. Congratulations, man. All the best to you guys. You know what you do. Sounds like she needs a light beating. A light <laughs> yeah. beating. All right, I'm going to boogie before my baby freaks out again. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you on the 25th? Yes. Yeah, not not next Wednesday, but the Sunday after. All right. All right, bye, guys. Have a good night, and I'll catch up uh, on Super Chat here. Uh, okay, uh, Tori D says, Hey, guys, congrats on the upcoming wedding, Matt, and happy birthday. Thank you. The caller earlier talking over you both and using up valuable caller time needs to face facts and understand nothing is guaranteed in life except death and taxes. Well, thank you for... Uh, your support for the show. And yeah, I am not going to be niggardly. It's, I don't understand the sense of entitlement. I don't understand why you think you have a right to someone else's association or property in the form of their money. It's up to you to earn it. It's up to you to make yourself of such value to that person that they want to pay you for your time, for your services, for whatever it is that you bring to the table. And um, guess what, man, if we all sat down and decided I'm going to make the most valuable version of myself possible, that's a great society. I guarantee uh, whether you're trans, gay, straight, whatever, if you have a skill that is of marketable value, nobody gives two shits about whatever, what your gender is, what your, what your um, preferences are. Oh, that's a, that's a hate term now, right? You can't say that. Point is you make yourself of marketable value. All the other characteristics really become irrelevant because people are looking to uh, build their businesses. People are looking to make a buck. And if you can help them do that, they're going to hire you on board. Uh, Kyle Wells says, can we dispose of this notion that it's somehow incumbent upon anyone to look after and or make concessions to the alleged well-being of strangers? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I think this is what I was talking about with the moral obligation that they want to, that they want to enforce through the force of law. I think that, Obviously, I, I think a good person looks out for his fellow man. A good person tries to take care of his fellow man. All of that. The question is, can you make someone do that by force? Is that moral? Is that justified? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think you have a right to be um, a bad guy in terms of your association. I think you have a right to be a bad guy in terms of how you manage your own property because those are your rights. Not anybody's right to... They can judge how you exercise those rights, but it's, it's not anybody's right to enforce their view of how those rights should be exercised upon you. That's ultimately what we're talking about. Levi says, happy birthday, Matt, and congrats on the wedding. 
I'm a bit jealous. I'm 35 on the 20th and still single, but I'm a youth pastor. So I'm looking for that rare type of woman. Ha ha. Appreciate you both. God bless. Well, you're 35 uh, for, for a guy is not uh, an emergency either, man. Uh, and, uh, it's, you know, if you're, if you're a youth pastor and you're a part of a faith community, you probably have a pretty good shot, dude. I think you'll probably be just fine. And, uh, you know, you keep, as we've been talking about all night, you build the best version of yourself. You put yourself in a social community to which you want to be a part and, uh, something you want to build. Uh, it'll, it'll, the pieces will come together and it sounds like you've got that going for you. So all the best, man. Like I said, I, when this worked out for me was when I actually stopped looking. That's the great irony. I had given up. Blunt told you about the the match bullshit. And, you know, it was between her managing a match account for me and me going out to bars and stuff with friends trying to just meet people on the fly. I hated everything about it. And I was like, ah, you know, I guess I'm just destined to be a single dude, <laughs> a single dude who makes um, makes some YouTube stuff. And that's OK. That, that was kind of my thinking. And then um then she showed up and here we are. So yeah. So, so build something for yourself and make something attractive for someone else. It'll probably work out. It sounds like you're underway, dude. Good luck. Daniel Brady says, how good does ACB have to be? Are her verbatim answers more important than blonde's prejudices? Does MC vote for his friends or effectiveness? I guess I don't understand the last question. Um, and I can't, I can't put words in Blonde's mouth about how good Amy Coney Barrett does have to be. And to my mind, she was plenty good. I think that she's fantastic. I think she's excellent, in fact. Um, and, I, and I'm not d- totally dismissing the truth that, and the reality that I think, in general, um, being a mom is an important thing, of course. And I think most women find happiness and satisfaction through being a mom. That's an important job to do. I think most women want that. I think they're in the best position of their lives when they choose to do that. But at the end of the day, the choice is is more important to me than anything else. So Amy Coney Barrett has made the choice to become a, a, a legal scholar and a judge and a mom. I'm going to trust her based on what I can observe that she's doing a fantastic job of all of those things. And at the end of the day, when it comes to putting someone on the court, it's not my judgment about what that person does in her personal life, so long as it's not illegal or or anything of that sort. As long as she knows what she's talking about, about the Constitution of the United States and its application, count me in. Uh, All all of their personal characteristics are secondary to me. We can talk about them, but I just don't think it's as important as proper understanding and application of the law. And from that, on on that front, she gets an A from me from what I've seen so far. Um, Do I vote for my friends or effectiveness? Well, obviously, I think that um, philosophy and effectiveness at a job is more important than friendly loyalty if, if that's what you're getting at um you know whether i'm picking someone as a politician or whether i was hiring someone or whatever the relationship may be um yeah it's it's effectiveness john martin says when can we call the liberal back to discuss health care for all i can hear his arguments now because reasons human rights <laughs> well maybe i mean he seemed like he was good faith at the start so i kind of wanted to hear him out i just i just don't want to be talked over the whole time um, but I, I would say to, to Aiden, if you're listening, if you want to call back, you're welcome to. Um, I would I would like to have a little more structure next time. But if you want to have a back and forth about things that are important to you, I'm I'm willing to hear that out. I like to have those conversations on the show. We're just going to have to structure it a little bit better next time. But I'd be interested to hear what you have to say. It's always good to challenge your views, as we discussed earlier. 
Thunderstorm says leftism is a progression to its end goal, Bolshevism. They hate people and use people they need to gain power so they can mass murder people. Well, that is the only general principle that I can identify in the current iteration of the Democratic Party is the accumulation of power. We want to control everything. We don't want others to control anything. And whatever purported explanation or reason we can provide at the time is the one we're going with, even if it's totally contradictory with what we just said five seconds ago. I'm thinking of Richard Blumenthal at the hearing, like I was talking about in the video, saying things like, we have to protect the rights that aren't written in the Constitution, like the so-called constitutional right to an abortion, but also... I can't believe that Amy Coney Barrett would properly interpret and apply the Second Amendment, which is an explicit piece of the Constitution itself. Those are the sorts of things that just drive me nuts. You're, you're just saying you want someone who will implement your whims the way that you like, and then you're rationalizing a reason to, reason to backfill it. It's insufferable to listen to it. Uh, Rainer Chen says, um, your leftist callers have not failed to disappoint. Hope you guys have a good rest of the week. <laughs> It, the machine question, starting with um, "What if," shows a sense of entertainment to your practice to your entertaining his policies without uh, scrutiny. The, um, I guess uh, what were the machine gun questions? Maybe I've already forgotten. Um, gosh, my brain is fried, Raynor. I, and this is what I'm saying with Amy Coney Barrett too. I can't imagine doing what she did um, for hours on end, answering these people's questions broadcast to the country and expecting to be perfectly coherent at every step of the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, as, just like I was saying before, if he wants to call back in, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to listen. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if it happens again. Stray dog freedom says I'm broke, but here's a wedding gift. Well, thank you. I, we appreciate that very much. Thank you for tuning in and thanks for supporting the show. Capitalism for the win says great shirt idea. The 16th, 19th project Repeal those two amendments to the Constitution. Very triggering if people know what the amendments are. I have to confess, uh, I don't know the 16th off the top of my head. What is the... Oh, the lay and collect taxes on incomes. Income tax um, amendment. Yeah, I, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good one to start with, I would say. Um, okay. Darlene says, unable to watch tonight, but wanted to say happy birthday and congratulations to Matt. And add a little bit of the, to the pot. For the maintenance of our sanity safe space, enjoy your days off, Blonde. Well, thank you, Darlene. We appreciate you and hope you're doing well. Mark Duquesne says, Blonde, carrying a child to term is risking your life for the good of the nation. The sacrifices mothers make are just as valid as the sacrifices of soldiers to the long-term survival of our people. It's an interesting way to look at it. Um, Men and women historically are certainly expected to... uh, Maybe expected is the wrong word, but they, they, they make different sacrifices in that way. Um... So yeah, I hadn't thought of it framed in that way, but they they both are of vital importance. The risk a mother takes to give birth to her children and the risk a, a man potentially takes to fight for his country when, when called upon. Yeah, it's not, you know, it, there there might be some, some comparability there for sure. Dangerous Spaces says, Matt, I emailed you a show, a show suggestion because I know you absolutely love that. Uh, and don't stress this weekend about things you can't control. Just have fun. Well, I, that's the philosophy I'm taking for sure. I, I'm not picking any fights until fights are picked with me. And I don't think anybody is going to pick any fights. I think people just have to put things on paper to cover their own asses. That's what I think. So I appreciate it, man. And trust me, I, it, it's it's my obligation to have a great time this weekend. And I intend to do that. John Martin says two theolo- uh, uh No, that's my biblical pronunciation here is going to be terrible. Bear with me. Is it? 
Tessa Thessalonians or Thessalonians 310 for even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. Yeah, fair enough. Boogeyman917 says, hey, Matt, happy birthday and congrats on the wedding. Thank you. I wish you and the new missus the absolute best. Thank you and Blonde both for this cherished sanity safe space. Cheers. Well, thank you for keeping us operational. It's very much appreciated. Uh, no name. Uh, did you just says, uh, did I just hear Matt walk into the northeastern quadrant? Oh, is, <laughs> this would be the authoritarian right co- quadrant. I don't know. What did I say? Um, the last I took the political compass, I was mostly in the center of the um, of the liber- the, the southwest, uh, the southeastern quadrant. But prior, I used to be southwestern, you know, back like 2015, 2016. So I don't think that I'm a member of the northeastern quadrant yet, but I, I can't remember what I said. Sometimes I say things tongue in cheek and I don't know. We'll see if the, if they keep acting the way that they are. I'm sure I'll be hanging out with old Uncle A up in that quadrant very soon. We'll see. <laughs> Manifesto says uh, Manifesto 52 says have some uh, have some duke. What's this? Uh, another word I can't pronounce. God, it's late. Uh, have some uh, have a contribution as a gift to your marriage. Uh, Matt, congratulations. See you both um, in a couple of weeks. Well, thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Thunderstorm says, if bored, check out this short film on World War II. It's a nice love story as well. YouTube. Uh, <laughs> anything that you tell me to YouTube about World War II, I'm a, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it looks like it might be uh, somewhat pro-German. Is that fair to say? World War II pro-German. It's uh, MHWL Productions. Uh, is this a German word? Jugend? J-U-G-E-N-D. I don't, I don't know what I'm getting into, but Susan's allowing it on YouTube. So, hey, it can't be that bad, right? Um, Just a couple more. We'll call it a night. Long Dong John says, speaking of spicy ch- super chats, just where did Kevin Flanagan go? His spicy takes would have made uh, fine comic relief over the last few months. I hope something didn't triple parentheses happen to him. I don't know. You have to. I think Kevin's still on the Discord server. I don't know. You gotta, you'll have to ask Kevin. Dangerous Spaces says, an act is not charitable when it's forced to be done. Uh, yeah, correct. I mean, that, that's kind of the irony. You talk about how it being virtuous to do X, Y, and Z that the left wants you to do. The second you make it enforced or you make it mandatory, doesn't that remove the virtuous element if it's not done by choice, if it's not done voluntarily? What possible virtue could there be because it wasn't done through free exercise? It wasn't done through someone's choice. It was done because they were forced to do so at the at that gunpoint. Uh, Matthew Sturgis says, uh, congrats on the upcoming nuptials. Gr- uh, going to miss you guys next week, but you deserve a break. Thanks as always for the sanity safe space. Looking forward to the 25th. Well, thank you, man. And as I recall from one of your last chats, you are, um, you are on an exodus yourself to in search of greener pastures. So I of course wish you all the best with that journey and uh, appreciate your support for the show. Um, just a couple over on, live oh my computer's running on battery over here. almost out but not okay um c2k 77 says been out of work so sorry no cash moved to d live because of wiki wiki love it here happy birthday and this is for the wedding well thank you and uh, all the best with your um with your work situation that's very much appreciated uh thank you for that etc says hugs and kisses well thank you to you as well etc all right guys i think we're good uh call it an evening 
me double check on Streamlabs. Danny was the last one. We're we're all set. So that will be uh, that'll be a show for man. Um, ten days time, I guess. Like I said, it is our intent to come back on the twenty fifth. I don't remember the last time we took a Sunday off. So even though it will be my birthday, and even though I'll be celebrating a new marriage, it's gonna feel weird. It's gonna feel weird without you guys. And I want you to know that uh, you're missed just as much as I hope you miss us. And again, I wanna thank you for building this community that's changed my life, not just in terms of sharing Sunday and Wednesday nights with you, but bringing me the love of my life and my wife and the mother of my kids. It means a lot. And we'll catch up with you very soon. 